Welcome to Wing Talk from the INAP Fixed Wing Group. Now here is your host, Steve Schlesinger. Everyone, Luke, Luke, you're just smiling. I mean, he's just there and smiles. As yeah, because all smile. I can think is I just hope Steve doesn't like talk about my bedroom again. <laughs> See, now you're just yeah. bringing it up. What about <laughs> yeah, now I've walked right into it, haven't I? <laughs> the, the good... I would say it's a lot cleaner. The good thing yeah, is... Yeah, I've been out. Actually, I just got the new Voxel Insignia, same as what Darren's got. So I've been out driving that all day. So, yeah. <laughs> the best thing is, if you guys talk, uh, everyone is shown who actually talks, but uh, I'm only shown when I press the button. <laughs> <laughs> Very smart. So, okay, guys. Uh, some messages in the chat. Andrew Bouton says, hello, Mr. D. Hi, Andy. <laughs> Andy. Andy. All right. So we're not looking at Luke's bedroom right now. How much cleaner it is. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's actually quite impressive. It has like drawers and everything. Yeah, Look at that. It's so so nice and clean. And, yeah. Jeez, I mean, you um, know, you might so have that heart-shaped plane for when the ladies come over. Ah, well, it was actually it was actually red before, so yeah. <laughs> His Valentine's plane is getting ready here. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just realized that I forgot to change the title in the stream, but that's quickly fixed. <laughs> we can talk number fourteen, okay? Yes, of course. You're live. Absolutely. Okay. okay, yeah. I think some people are here already. Chat is getting active. So, Steve, it's your turn. Let's start. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wing Talk. Um, this is going to be a great show today because this is going to be just a kind of a general chat around. We've got uh, two panelists from the group who have joined us today. So let me introduce who we've got. And we are going to cover, most importantly, the top 20... Well, the list changes all the time. It was 21, now it's 20. The top 20 planes that we have selected in the INAV group. So let me first introduce my partner in crime, Mr. Mark Hoffman, all the way from Halle, Germany. Yeah. Mark, how are you doing tonight? Hi, Steve. I'm doing great and looking forward for a nice chat with all of you guys. Okay. Well, speaking of a nice chat, Mark, it seems to me last time when we talk, I brought something up at the start of the show. And we had Adam G does FPV on. And as soon as the show is over, he brings it right back up. The topic I brought up with Darren, which is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> and his wife is actually American. It's the one we thought looks like um, a young Fergie. Not the, um, the, the, the British Fergie, but the American Fergie from Black Eyed Peas. So we talked to her, and um, sure enough, she feeds her kids peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And Darren had some absolute... Uh, opinions about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the time, as I recall. I so, really heard of them. <laughs> no, jelly is called jelly and not jam. <laughs> so what I need to do is share screen, and I got to turn on audio. Start sharing. All right, here we go. Darren, this one's for you. <laughs> Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? There we go. There we go. There we go. So that just makes it even more confusing because it's a banana. <laughs> What's that right. got to do with peanut butters and jam? <laughs> and I got <laughs> <a> <laughs> <point>. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, is the share screen off? No. <laughs> still peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> <laughs> We're still in peanut butter jellies time. All right, let's see. Share screen. Stop sharing. Here we go. I might. It should be off by now. Are we back to Darren? Oh, back to you because you were talking. You, okay, you, well, that's <laughs> you, fantastic. You, you have thrown me out of concept anyway because I was widely <laughs> switching the screens right now to, to get your video <laughs> in the live stream. <laughs> okay, you let's, know, let's thing, go on. <laughs> the thing is, is like Darren's like the nicest, most mild-mannered guy in the world, and there's a term called ugly American, and things like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches just scare you, just come rub the wrong way. It's just very, it's just laughing his head off right now. So speaking of uh, British dudes, we should get on to the next one we know. Um, this is a guy, I finally figured out what his whole MO is, other than me not talking about his bedroom, how clean it is. Um, Luke is a guy, I figured he likes INAV, but I think what he really loves is tormenting Mark. So yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I joined the INF fixed wing group? <laughs> Just to mess with me, I know. <laughs> Just so that we can go all the way through. Yeah, so you you, you, uh, you guys have at it today, okay? Because there's a number of planes on the list, and I think we're going to uh, go over these planes and be sure to share your opinions and disagree as wildly as possible. And includes our panelists as well. Speaking of our panelists, we should get to our first one. This is the guy that uh, Mark has invited. And I'm like, Mark, does he speak English? And Mark's like, yeah, yeah, of course, I think. So, Nikolai, welcome I to the was, I, I thought you were going to say, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> I do speak English. <laughs> you speak the Queen's English. It's the proper English. <laughs> calm, calm down there, Josh. We'll get to you in a second. <laughs> Nikolai, hey, welcome from Germany. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Fantastic. So you are near the group. Um, we were talking about the planes. Uh, you have uh, the, the Blackwing. That's one of the planes I actually love as well. And um, you're, we're going to go on this list. And what this is is a shopping list for you. So be sure to ask questions as we go along and add in whatever comments you'd like to make about it as well. And um, you, as Mark was telling me, you are like a third generation RC pilot. Uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty true because um, basically my my grandpa was flying uh, RC planes in the 70s. Uh, I think I think not 60s, but 70s, 80s, and 90s. And also his son, so my uncle, um, was uh, with his kids into RC, and it was a German um, 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 what's uh, what's the word? A German champion, basically, in a couple of. Um, different disciplines from um, electric gliders to those gliders that you just um, pull into the air. So I, my, one of my earliest memories is uh, being maybe seven to uh, eight years old and being this in, in this basement which was full of planes and full of machines and you could smell the wood and the, the glue and uh, that was basically something that really influenced me but um, it really started after a long time. So I, I flew my first plane at some point in the 80s, so 86, 87. Uh, with uh, no no trainer mode at that, but a grandpa uh, um, being behind you and trying to uh, 
uh, grab the remote control at any time if you're doing if you're fucking it up basically. Um, uh, so that was the original trainer mode. And um, but but then I, I stopped playing around with RC uh, things uh, for a couple of years and started at some point uh, 2007 or 2008. So and and then I went all in from coppers to fixed wings. Uh, now upgraded to HD, so um, yeah, I'm really I, loving it. <laughs> you're way into it. Fantastic. Well, our next guest is, um, at this time yesterday, he didn't know he was a guest on the show, so I had a private message. What happened was we were talking about Josh Gall about a month ago, and like, we really should have this guy on the show, and Darren's like, yeah, he's a great guy, and we're all like, okay. So I thought it was like, Mark said I invited him, and it turns out he's just talking about Nikolai. So yesterday I'm asking, well, where's Josh? And I'm like, I don't know, why did you bring his name up? Because um, we were talking about him last month. Oh, okay. He'd be great to have on. We should really get this guy on. And um, so I message him and the first thing he says is, what did I do wrong? <laughs> it's my first time I ever speak to the guy. <laughs> so yep. this is a guy who has owned and crashed nearly every plane on this list and um he's going to be really interesting and in particular i went over to the the finwing group and kind of mentioned that we're doing the show today and put a link to it so we probably have some guys from there um we um you have highlighted that alba bird and we're going to get to it on the list and i want to know because this is a guy who owns the drac and all these other mini crossbow all these other great planes. Why in particular does he like this plane? So this is worth sticking around for to hear about that. Cool. Josh, welcome to the show. Hi guys, how you doing? So okay. uh, yeah, um, thanks very much for inviting me in. It was uh, last minute, but uh, I, I honestly thought um, uh, I had done something wrong. So it was uh, <laughs> it was pleasant that it was just an invite for this. <laughs> <laughs> Not every conversation I have with people is negative. I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, no, you you don't give anything like that off. But um, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 nice to be on. Like um, a lot of the planes that uh, that I actually got into are mostly because of Andrew Bolton and uh, and Austin, and uh, and of course Matthew Ogborn at the um, at the Funny Farm, and. Uh, Whenever I first went up there, I was like mostly into my little like multi-copter. So um, went up there, seen the planes, seen all the crashing, and I was like, right, I gotta get into that. So for the last couple <laughs> of years, it's just been a lot, a lot of foam being destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, speaking of the list, we should probably get to it. And first one on the list, number twenty-one. The number 20, the 21st plane of 2021 is the Strix Goblin. And who can speak to that plane? I think Mark's trying a photo of it right now. Um, so anyone have experience with this plane? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, Josh has flown it faster than I have, but uh, yeah, it's a great think, plane. A little fragile, but very yes. efficient, very efficient. Is that the one that yeah. looks like it has a plastic body and looks like a football? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's size. Um, the mini goblin and the full size. Just a goblin. second, Steve. You mean a rugby ball, right? Uh, foot, yeah, right. Rugby, <laughs> rugby ball. Does, rugby ball is round as opposed to football being kind of like a oblong or whatever. It, no, football's a uh, spherical. Sphere, okay. Yeah, the, right. the the only problem with the um, with the goblin is it's definitely not as tough as a um, 
as a football or uh, or a rugby ball. Um, I've, I'm actually on, um, I think, number three or number four. I've had lots of these. And um, it was actually, believe it or not, it was my very first fixed wing was a, um, was a Strix Goblin. And it's a fantastic plane. It just... Um, it's let down a little bit by how hard it, um, it 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 can come in whenever it's landing, and uh, I say it just turns a little bit, and it usually like rips the the elevon off, or it rips um, uh, the wing joiner sometimes go. But I always tell people whenever they're building one, just make sure you tape up like around the um, you know the wing root, and uh, and that kind of helps it um, you know stay together whenever you crash it. But fantastic playing, it is probably the most efficient thing that you will get on wings. It's incredible. Hmm. Okay. So, but the big selling point in that plane, I thought, was that that plastic body. Darren, what do you think about that? Uh, well, the biggest selling point for it is sort of that it does 135 miles an hour out the box. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean that's on 4S. Um, I've seen no speeds, but yeah, this this is it. You'll have to ignore the vector because <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's running vector. But yeah, it's a. Basically, what Josh has said is is all all true. So, um, they do come in very hot, so you mm. do have to be careful with the landings. Um, but other than that, it's a great plane. You, it can cruise what about seventy miles an hour, something like that. Oh, it! I, I have that. I have that wee video actually. Someone commented on it the other day, and uh, I mean, if you want to, you can fly it around at like seventy miles an hour on like three amps, and. It, wow. and, it, and, it, and it won't stall it won't do anything like that there it's a really really docile plane and I say the only thing is is like you try and slow it down and it just won't <laughs> yeah yeah see the problem right now is luke is sitting on the side and he's having dinner and uh hey, it's only a drink i finished the sandwiches a few minutes ago yeah but, <laughs> I, i've been out all day i haven't had anything to eat since breakfast <laughs> fantastic we're talking your language here this is you know, these guys are talking about 135 miles an hour, like something fast, and that's just that's your wake-up speed, isn't it? Yeah, it's just you know, a bit, a bit unrelatable, really. I'm not sure I've flown that slow. Ooh, that, 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 that's Luke's landing Sorry. speed. <laughs> no, I think unfortunately I might be reasonably quiet most of so just because I've not owned any of the planes on the list. Really, I think the only one I've owned is the S800. So, yeah. Well, that one's. So you're looking at the, at the, the that Strix Goblin, and it's a different looking plane. And uh, do you like the aerodynamics of it? Uh, I mean, yeah. Again, I've not really looked at it massively before, but yeah, it certainly seems to perform quite well. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, it seems to do well. Fantastic. Well, anything else about that before we move on to the next plane? All right. No. Nope. Nope. Next plane <laughs> is the C1 Chaser, and uh, you put it down as Banggood. I guess it's the only place that we can buy it from is Banggood, or one of the few places. Actually, you can get them from um, AliExpress as well. So that is a plane that's essentially, it's like the wing wing, but it's a 1.2 meter wing. And um, it's, it's a big EPO foam plane. And who can speak to that plane? I'm sure Josh has ruined a couple of those. Um, I think I've only been flown into by one of those. Um, yes, I've, I, th I think, is it an FX61? Can you call it that as well? That one is the 1.5 meter version of that plane. Oh, okay, okay. I've been, I've definitely had the 1.5 meter version crashed into me by um, Andy B. <laughs> I'm, I'm not into another plane. Into me. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> oh, about right. <laughs> uh, the one thing I'll say about the plane that, because um, I've owned a few of them, is that 
the weakest part of it is the motor mount. Yeah, it is. It's a plastic motor mount, and those things break off really easy. Mm -hmm. And so small parts C and C, Terry over there, he's got a design. So what he basically figured out is that FX61 you're talking about, he has a motor mount for that. And he figured if I can shrink it down, I can use it for the C1 chaser, I can use it for the wing wing. And I'm like, great, why don't you do it? And he's like, I'm super busy right now, man. Um, so that is a plane that it's great, but if you break the motor mount on that, then it, I have to buy, you can buy them from China like five at a time. And you're just gonna keep pulling those things out and putting them in. Other than that, it is an absolutely stellar, beautiful, wonderful plane. It flies forever. It's it's my kind of flying. It's nice, smooth, slow flying kind of plane. Yeah, there's a few guys at my club who swear by them um, just for general FPV cruising, just because they got such a nice wing area, really efficient, glide forever. Um, and you can just set it up with a mini Talon powertrain. So sunny sky, 22, 12, or 22, uh, was it 24, 1250 kV motor, sorry, <laughs> with a 5200 four cell multi-star in it. And they get, you know, between half an hour to an hour's flight time, but depending on how they're flying it. So yeah, yeah that, they, they swear, on, swear by that plane and pull it out quite a lot. My introduction to the plane was by this certain bald, British guy will be, remain unnamed, and uh, <laughs> he gets on there and he goes, quite a personality, he goes, you're going to get divorced. This just came out. This is the C1 Chaser. It's amazing. And so, yeah, um, back the nuts off, uh, Matt does a, a whole thing about that. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. But he's absolutely right. The hardest thing about the plane is taking it off because it likes to duck down. As soon as you throw it, it's hitting for the ground, and then it starts to pick back up, and then it shoots up to the sky. See, um, I've seen different. <laughs> I've seen a guy literally do the weakest throw ever, and it just floats up. So it's possibly mm -hmm. power settings. It could be, um, yeah. Lit but literally, he just, no effort or bother at all, just literally let it go, and it flew straight up. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I think it's just settings. Yeah, I, I think it'll, we'll stay up in the air for 40. You know, if you build it light, it will fly forever. Um, and I've had the thing up for 45 minutes in the air I'm to the point where I'm like, I'm getting tired of flying as I got to land it. <laughs> it, it is a, it's a great plane, but I guess um, also they were a fairly inexpensive plane. That thing goes uh, on sale sometimes in the $40, $50 range. But a lot of times it's like the $60, $70 range. All right. Uh, anything else about the C1 Chaser? No one really... Yeah, just a couple of bad points, actually. Just where it's a bit of an older plane, you do have to do a lot, a bit more in the build. So for the, the nose isn't quite set up properly for an FPV camera, you still got to uh, carve stuff out of it to get a decent camera. Yeah, there. There, so right. there's a bit more work you have to do with it. Um, also, there's not really, a, despite it being quite a big body, there's not a huge amount of space. Um, and what I ended up doing in my one was using... Um, I uh, can't remember, my, my mind's gone blank for his name. Uh, Mark Cuval, he made like a little um, bridge plate for putting the flight controller on that sits between where you clip the hatch in. And that, that made the build a lot easier as well. So it's, there's a little bit more involved in the build, but um, yeah, they're still fantastic planes. What I like about the plane is it is relatively inexpensive for what you get. I mean, if you look at what a 1.2 meter wing costs in FP, uh, EPP foam, that's yeah, going to be well over $100. So for about half the money, you've got something. And I've literally, I've, I've taken that plane apart 
uh, torn it apart and taken it home in pieces probably, you know, five times in a row when I started to learn how to fly INAV. I couldn't quite figure things out. And um, it glues back together and goes, it's ready to fly the next day. So it's really a great value. Um, I definitely, I, it was almost not on the list. I think it should be higher on the list. It's really, yeah, I, Darren, you're right. It is a hard plane to build. Um, not difficult, but there's a little bit more involved to it. And, but it is definitely worthwhile kind of plane. So but we're going to move on next to a plane that we're all going to have wonderful, glowing things to talk about. That is the Sonic model binary. <laughs> okay, everyone's like <laughs> laughing. <laughs> okay. You know what? All, all, all I've seen of the binary is tip stools. <laughs> so I can't really I, I, I don't think you're pronouncing it right. I think it's the binary. <laughs> we got an echo again. Yes, so, someone is causing an echo right now. Okay. Oh, it's gone away. All right, so the binary. Uh, so. Uh, Josh, what do you th tell us what you think? This obviously there's not people who voted for it to make it on the list. Uh, I mean, I th I think it's I think it's one of those planes that's made it on the list because um, it's just made by Sonic Model, so it's cheap and it's available, and um, and I suppose it, it it does really look quite good in my opinion as well. And um, and yeah, to be honest, everything about it, bar how it flies, is actually really good. So it's nice and strong. It it looks like it's pretty easy to lay out and everything, but um, but when you get it up into the air, it just doesn't fly that well. Um, for me, I've seen all the tip stalling and everything, and uh, and that was just with the typical like fifty two hundred, couple of twenty two one sixes. Um, you have basically the PMP, but it didn't seem to fly that well. But I haven't owned one myself, and I and I don't think I would. We had a conversation with a guy. Um about six months ago so it was darren mark and myself and it was a guy who was formerly at sonic model and we it was like i'm talking to them at midnight and these guys are waking up at seven in the morning and we're, we're starting to have a conversation with him and the guy starts talking and then like 45 minutes later he's still talking and it, it, it was just kind of like he didn't really say much he's spoken things he's no longer with the company so i can say this but um one thing he said was, I'm the guy who created the Sonic model binary. That was my baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, we won't say anything about it then. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, okay, Mark said mean, it. Yeah, the, the, I know the binary has some bad habits uh, for some people to, and it tends to stall. That's absolutely true. But uh, as, as as we talked uh, yesterday already, uh, in my opinion, the binary or Sonic model was a little bit too uh, excited about the possible agility of the plane. Uh, they mm. they have they have. Uh, put in too much elevator authority and i think that's the biggest problem uh if you if you die down the elevator reflex or the elevator deflection so you don't have too much authority on your pitch axis uh it won't stall at all because if you pull up too hard it, it just will stall at any speed it doesn't matter what but uh, that's not the only plane that can do that i have seen that on many other planes with elevator or with dedicated elevator too I, I agree with Mark there. I think, uh, you know, any plane will stall if you pull hard enough on the stick, you know, if it has enough elevator authority to do it. And if not, it just means it'll snap the wings first. Uh, so, yeah. yeah um... uh, 
other than that, obviously, there's another side of it, which is tip stalling. So how much does it unilaterally stall? You know, how does it drop a wing when it does it? Uh, but I think most of the time, I, I fly quite a lot of planes that tip stall, and I just try and, you know, keep the speed up, and I tend to find it's not a problem. But I also see that, you know, some people don't want to have to worry about that kind of thing. So what? I, I suppose, is it, I, I was going to say, like, in response to that, you know, it, it, it could depend on your flying field. Um I know for us, like we've got a lot of trees surrounding us and, um, you know, you do quite often have to, you know, come in quite slow and quite tight. And mm. um, and that sort of plane doesn't sort of tend to lend itself very well to our field. Um, and, and I'm just talking if you compare it to like Mini Talon, which is yeah, perfectly and, capable of those sort of things. Yeah, mm. turning slow and tight is, you know, the worst situation for a tip stool. So yeah, yeah definitely. I Definitely. mean, I mean, uh, someone mentioned before that uh, the ring, oh, also in the chat, that the rings are too small for that plane. Uh, a friend of mine, he flies that mm. thing with uh, 15,000 milliamp hours uh, lithium ion packs. He does really long range on a very heavy setup, and his mm. setup is completely stable. He has no issues. He has pen and tilt mm. on that. Uh, this thing can fly for two hours or so, uh, and he does really serious long range stuff with that plane, and he never had any issues. So it can carry that batteries. It's really, it needs to be dialed in properly uh, to, yeah, to not over, um, to not over control it. Hmm. I just kind of feel like that plane kind of needs to be redesigned. Sonic models usually comes out with really fantastic stuff, and this is one that they can probably go back and redo it, um, listen to what people say and kind of create a binary two or something like that. Because I like the concept. I mean, I love the Alba Bird, and this could be a fantastic plane. It's just they just didn't quite get it right with that. That's just my opinion. But moving on now, we're going to get on to the next one, which is another Sonic model plane. This one's the Nano Sky Hunter. Darren, what do you think? Anything about that? I've the closest I've got is the Sky Hunter Racing, and I've not finished that yet, so I can't really comment. Um, it's one of those planes where I've heard it's either the micro or the nano tip store. I think it's the micro, but the nano is supposed to be okay. But I've it's not really something I have experience with, but it looks okay. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool plane. Um, Josh, you had any experience with the plane? Um, I think I've only flown the um, the Sky Hunter Racing, um, so I would guess that the Nano is slightly bigger than that. Is it? I f I think they're the same size, but yeah, okay. the same. one of them's black EP uh, EPP um, and the other one's EPO. Yeah, look, um, looking at the that went for a tunnel, so that's that's a winner. Looking at the, <laughs> yeah, looking at the picture, uh, these are really absolutely the same planes. It's just uh, the different color in this case. Oh, okay. I think they um, are identical. Yeah. Yeah, well, I I have I have flown it. Um, to be honest, it just it kind of flies like a sky hunter for me. Well, the smaller ones they all tend to be a bit waggy on the um on on the roll axis. Yeah, we had Andrew Newton on, and he said that this plane in particular is just a great zipper on the park kind of plane with your buddies. So mm -hmm. we we're missing somebody who who left. Oh, Luke's gone. Uh, uh oh, there Luke's he is. <laughs> Um, so he said that it was a good zip around the park kind of plane. It's not really a fantastic. I, I guess it has enough of a following because you can put a flight controller in there. It's a fairly simple setup. Um, you can probably, if you break the spars, you probably can get some more carbon fiber spars and make fix it yourself. And you can probably 
make a boom again out of uh, or the tail out of out of uh, cardboard if you if you really trash it. So it's an interesting plane, and it's a fairly inexpensive plane. So it's I can see why. Uh, what is what's the size on it? It's like 800 millimeters or something for the wingspan. Yeah, maybe maybe a bit smaller. Uh, well, that's that's the wing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Too fast. Uh, so. Has, yeah, has, anybody, has, has anybody seen that video of a sky hunter whenever the fuselage falls off in flight? <laughs> it's, if, if someone can find that on YouTube, it is absolutely hilarious. So the guy basically finds his fuselage and the wings obviously go somewhere else, but yet, yeah, it literally just falls off in, in flight. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> It doesn't fly very well when that happens. <laughs> I, I have the Skyhunter racing here behind me on this... Wait, where's... There. There it is. <laughs> on my uh, lamp mount here. And uh, yeah, this will be my micro VTOL project. Let's And yeah, I will see when I will start it. Okay. Nice. So it's a lot of... Uh, we'll check it out. That's the problem. When you get these planes on the bottom of the list, you've got planes that are unfortunately... Um, not a lot of us have experience. The more popular planes are at the top of the list. We all know about them. Um, oh, by the way, I just want to give a shout-out to Hill Scott. I'm wearing my finest polyester for you, bud. Okay? <laughs> and also a shout-out to Jack Smith and the group, who unfortunately had a heart attack last month and is recovering at home right now. Uh, he's um, trying to get back into flying, uh, and so we're really pulling for you. Um, on to the next plane is the Hobby King Bixler 3, and Mark had something interesting to say about this yesterday. Mark? Uh, something interesting? Yeah, you said uh, it flies better than the Bixler 2. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The I mean, um, yesterday I had a talk with Steve about the... Uh, different plane designs and uh, that you shouldn't just judge a plane by the overall shape like a top mounted uh, pusher motor mm. and uh, then I also uh, thought that the Bixler 3 for example is made as a let's say a slow flyer you can you can fly very slow uh, in tight areas while the Bixler 2 on the other hand even uh, or although it's the same design uh, is much faster or needs to be much faster to fly stable. So, Bixler, Bixler 3, in my opinion, is the better uh, plane for beginners than a Bixler 2, for example. Because it's slow, it's a slow flyer, that's why you're saying that? Yes, it's slow and uh, much more stable. Okay. Uh, stable uh, when you actually fly slow or make tight turns. Nikolai, do you know what this the Bixler 3 is? Yeah, I just looked it up to be very honest because I, I have no experience on that one. But uh, it looks like a, a nice park flyer, more or less, right, Mark? Or yeah, pr pretty much. So uh, <laughs> you can. It's very agile. Yeah, you can make, you can make uh, uh, tight, uh, turns, tight turns, and it's really stable without any issues or risk of critical stalling behavior. Cool. A friend of a friend of mine, he has one. He has the Big Slot Two and the Big Slot Three. Uh, a workmate from mine, and uh, yeah, he likes the Bixler 3 much more because it's just slower. And I mean, he is 65 now, and he needs his time to control the plane. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what that's about. 
So, yeah, um, if you're looking at Nikolai, if you're looking at planes, this one is actually a lot of people have had success with the Bixler 3 in the group as their first INAV plane. Ah, cool. Yeah, yeah it is a good plane because it, it has a rudder. It has um, elevons, uh, ailerons, I should say. And so it's a full five-channel, you know, you need to use all five channels to get the thing flying um, as opposed to a three channel with a, a flying wing. Yeah. So this might be a good plane for you if you want something that is smooth and stable. Of course, I'm gonna talk about the Bixler too because I absolutely disagree with Mark. And <laughs> um, unfortunately, Luke's not disagreeing much today, but he'll get into it a little bit yeah, later Yeah, I mean, I, I can disagree with loads of stuff if you want me to. I, I, I can, you know, start rolling them out. I, <laughs> I mean, actually, I, I mean, I'll it, it's time to dispel something I did notice being talked about in the chat, which was uh, someone said about it, again, about the uh, binary not having enough wing area. And yeah, obviously, uh, having enough, having more wing area will allow you to slow down more, but it also cause more parasitic drag and that kind of thing, taking out the top of your speed range. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you change the wing area, all it does is move your speed range around. So obviously, you know, depending on what you're designing the plane for, some people might say you actually want less wing area on the binary. Obviously, I mean, you'd have to land it at an even higher speed, but for some people that's what you want. It's more about a, a kind of personal preferencing. So I don't really think that's like <laughs> bad design, more just, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, mean uh, I absolutely agree here. Uh, don't get me wrong, I, for, for myself. No, 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 Mark, you're not allowed to agree. <laughs> you have to disagree. <laughs> not this time, <laughs> Look, No, uh, for, my, for, my, for myself, I personally would also get the Big Slot 2, of course, because uh, I like to fly a little bit faster and a little bit more agile. And, uh, but for a really really fresh beginner that who has never flown an rc plane before the big slot 3 is definitely the better trainer plane oh he was talking about the binary he went back to the binary for a second uh yeah i was talking about the yeah, binary yeah yeah okay Still I, mean, applies, I mean speaking of ring we switched to ring yeah. area from the big slot topic uh, yeah that's yeah. what i mean <laughs> yeah okay so we're gonna well, uh, the binary, I mean, there are definitely binary fans out there, so respect for them. Don't, and... I just want to make it clear, I'm not a binary fan. I've not owned the plane that, yeah, but I, just, you know, the whole wing area thing, yeah. I said people swear by that plane. They absolutely love it. And, you know, like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. This is a great plane. <laughs> so, and then some people, a lot of people end up buying it, crashing it, and buying a, an Alba Bird kit and putting the guts into it and being happy with that. So... I don't know. Um, but back to the Bixler 3, we, we've kind of said that that's your, you know, we're talking about making a list of like good first planes in the group. Bixler 3 is absolutely on the list as a great first plane for, you know, what I've seen people with success. I've seen p videos, people will post them of them throwing their first RC plane experience with the Bixler 3. That's a great plane. Um, well, just while we're on the Bixler 3, Andy Bolton's made a point in the chat that the wing joint isn't as strong on the Bixler 3 as it is on the Bixler 2. So if you're new and obviously you're not throwing it around the sky, it doesn't really make such a difference. But if you're a bit more progressive and want to fly it a bit more aggressively, then that's going to make quite a big difference. And he probably has 10 Bixler 2s a year. Um, so he sort of knows what he's talking about with the Bixlers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the problem I have with the Bixler 3 is the cost of the thing. It's like $105. And if you can spend that much money, it's 1,550 millimeters. For another, for the same amount of money, you get an extra 50 millimeters with the Volantix Ranger 1600. And that's a hell of a plane. Mm -hmm. So 
that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I would not go backwards to get a Bixler 3, even though I do love the Bixler 2. I'm not as, like, one of my favorite planes. So when we get to it, I'll show you some videos of it. But um, absolutely, the Bixler 3, um, you know, respect for it. The next one is a plane that I was thinking about. Wait, you going to say something, Luke? Yeah, I'm just going to throw a spanner in the works and say that the multi-star uh multiplex sorry multiplex easy star two and three are better than the fixer two and three but you know we're all entitled to our own opinion i guess <laughs> i have a couple of uh easy star twos and i really like them oh yeah the multiplex are great planes yeah. the german planes i'm sure mark loves them but um actually <laughs> he's never he's never heard of them before <laughs> yeah no. actually... I've, I've never flown one the whole idea is the multiplex Easy Star One was just—it's kind of like the Radian. It's just—it it has a rudder and it has an elevator yeah. and um, a motor. So you can take the thing out and you throw it. The Easy Star—I was just telling someone the other day—this is like the easiest plane you could ever imagine flying. If you want to learn how to fly line of sight, this is the plane because the only bad thing about it is if you slow down too much, it will still stay in the air, but you can't turn it. So. Other than that, it's just a great all-around fantastic plane. It's it, if you want to learn line of sight, the best I think one of the best planes out there. And they made the Easy Star two, and that became the Bixler one. And so, but the when they got to the two, it's different than everything else that Multiplex has, and the three is way different. And so, um, you know, respect for the Bixler three. Um, moving on to a plane that I have my eye on for. A little bit, and uh, Darren talked me out of it <laughs> in a, in a matter of minutes. Is the Reptile Dragon twelve hundred? So, Darren, what are your thoughts on that? I, actually, I can't remember that because I actually quite like it. Um, I, I've seen Matt's videos on it where he had problems with CG. Um, so that that possibly was it. It's getting the CG right was a bit tricky, but I think it looks like a really cool plane. It's mm -hmm. like a it's a plank, isn't it? And uh, planks always look cool, in my opinion. Um, but I think Austin had one when I was at the, the funny farm. Uh, mm. And yeah, I, I, I don't really have a problem with them. It's just that I think I was going through the, the phase of picking what twin I wanted. And I was trying to get something with the motors I could nick off the S1100. Um, in the end, I couldn't find anything, so I went for the crosswind. But um, yeah, I think... Um, I think that I think if you get the CG right, they're fantastic planes. So, uh, yeah, no real problems with them. It says uh, when we had the conversation, the one thing you mentioned is the battery. The flight times are kind of short. Oh, it could be. Yeah, it could be because of the, if you have to put a smaller battery in the nose, you're not going to get the flight times. So right. it, it could have been that. Um, but yeah, I, I still think they're pr a pretty good plane though um they go on sale all the time too so they're fairly inexpensive plus you can put your quad motors we get a lot of quad crossover guys if you have three motors sitting around and you can't build another quad from it you use two of them on this plane you'll be happy and one for spare um what josh what do you think about this plane uh, yeah um i i really like the dragon um as darren was saying austin does have one um and uh, i would say that the only issue is that They've made it so aerodynamic and so like nice and squashed down. Um, it means that you can't get you know a, a big battery underneath the wing spar. Um, the wing spar is like right in the way. Um, whenever you lift up that little front hatch, but um, but yeah, I mean I've I've spoken to um my friend Neil. He's he's got one and painted it gold, 
and um, we were talking about maybe how you could put a battery in the in the back of it and a, and a battery in the front to kind of counteract hmm. it a little bit and and um, and do something like that there so it's, it's possible you could maybe get a battery either side of the spar perhaps fantastic so we do like the plane it's uh it seems to be a pretty good value for the money and it does look <clears> awesome. gold as well <laughs> that, yeah. josh mentioned it yeah that plane does look awesome it's a cool looking plane how is it pretty i don't know how indestructible it is it's it's an epo foam plane it's strong it's strong yeah okay so is this this is the kind of plane that's a good intermediate plane you would say then guys um, I, I mean, I, if, if me speaking personally, like, um, you know, with the CG issues that you could have and and sometimes the slight issues you could have launching, it's definitely um, a little bit harder than most, but it's just because it's a plank. Okay. I mean, I, I'm personally not a big fan of plank planes just by the design. I know, I know mm. uh, Darren likes them. Uh, I, I always have a feeling that I would, uh, I would get the dragon, uh, I put it in... And I take it out of the field and then I make it ready to fly. I look at the tail and say, shit, I forgot something at home. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just looks strange without an elevator. <laughs> oh, wait, Luke, have you seen this plane before? I have seen it. I don't like planks. No, no plane should be a plank. It's inefficient by design. But yeah. Luke, some, <laughs> something is wrong. We agree too much today. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the problem with a plank is without having wing sweep, you're now the 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 distance the elevator is back from the CG is too close. You're having to affect more airflow rather than having a little effect out back. So for that little effect, you get a lot less drag than you do a massive effect very close to the CG. Uh, so. But it doesn't look cool. I know that is the problem. But it's not even a real plank. It's got a fuselage. Come on. Thanks. <laughs> have fuselages. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Nicola, I don't know. I did uh, build uh, a flight test goblin, uh, and that was pretty good. Just as like a beta kind of plane. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, one more time, Nikolai. Uh, what do you think? Have you seen this plane before? I've seen it before, uh, I, I think, uh, but I can't remember which YouTube channel it was. Uh, guy used it. Um, I've never flown a plane like this, so I uh, can't uh, add any uh, personal expertise here, to be very honest. But I really love to um, got myself a, a twin motor at some point in time. So yeah, they sound cool, don't they? Yeah. The idea about the twin motors is that you have to have the motors counter rotating the props kind of rotating to each other so that they turn yeah. in on each other um and then they could do something called differential thrust and oh i bet you luke can go on for 20 minutes about differential thrust and how it does <laughs> oh it you know it <laughs> <laughs> does it work is it worth its time to do that because it is a feature in inab differential thrust i'm not no not even getting into it <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a big no for the differential thrust idea. It just no, kinda... no, I'm not a no. I'm just, you know, you have to know what you're doing. It has to be used for the right things. <laughs> um, differential... Look, to, to expand on that, it's something that I've actually been quite interested in. I've never tested it myself. And um, Differential say, thrust on a fixed wing? Yeah, um, so, I mean, my, my crosswind and um, not, not the Alba because it's got a vector in it, but the crosswind has got... Um, 
the, the throttle output separate and, and it was just in case I wanted to play around with differential thrust. I mean, yeah. from my point of view, I don't know um, a lot about the, the design side of things. You can probably mm. guess because of the amount of kits that I buy and just plumb together. <laughs> um, so uh, to me, it seems like um, that, that, that rudder force that people might think that they're using it for, um, mm. it, it kind of only works whenever the motor is able to thrust, if you know what I mean. So it, it must it must vary quite a lot. Yeah, so uh, one of the biggest problems with differential thrust using it as a rudder is that your motor thrust will always stay the same with differential thrust, so the, the thrust difference, but at different air speeds, you'll have mm -hmm. different rudder authority and therefore less rudder stability. So it will feel very unnaturally powerful at low speed and it'll have almost no effect at high speed. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously none of your other flight controls really do that. In fact, they're often the other way around. So it yes. can play on the mind a bit, uh, but that does also have some advantages. So one of them is uh, redundancy. If you have exactly the right size of vertical surface area and therefore you know your stability uh, and the right distance of the motor out on the wing, you can have a situation where if you fly below a certain speed, uh, you can account for a rudder servo failing uh, and therefore, you know, you've got full right rudder, but you have enough power with the differential thrust to counteract it. Or if you fly above a certain speed and you can have a motor out, uh, but it doesn't matter because you have enough rudder surface area to counteract it. So, yeah. Uh, or, of course, you know, you can just have differential thrust like I do on some planes, just, you know, spin round and round and round yeah. on, on the spot. So, <laughs> no, that's um, that's that's actually really interesting. So I, I, I suppose I was explaining it really badly, but um, yeah, that's no, what you, I mean. had, you knew what was going on. Yeah. Whenever the airspeed gets too high, it doesn't really have much effect. And on the topic yeah. of making planes spin, uh, <laughs> I threw uh, one of my friends, Alba Birds, um, uh, recently. And uh, yeah, one of the props was um, rotated the wrong way so it just turned into a helicopter oh wow <laughs> <laughs> that's it's fantastic well, i'm guessing that was on launch as well oh yeah yeah it was on, it was on launch just, and I, just I where you want it to turn into a helicopter yeah and it just went <laughs> <laughs> so um well as far as the reptiles concerned anything else we wanted to mention about it so what we have coming up here is we have some of the like the meat and these are the things that josh is here for to help us out with today we have three planes in a row that we're going to be debating heavily here um so i will give you the next three planes uh they are the my fly dream cross wind mini the right wing nano drag and the hobby king bixler 2 but the thing I promised Josh was that we would have a break. It's, I know it's a little bit early, but I figured we need to have something strong to come back with and keep people engaged. So, guys, let's take a five-minute break, if it's okay with you. Yep, fine for everyone, me. Yeah, everyone's giving thumbs up, so that's a good idea. So we're going to pause the stream for five minutes here, and we'll come back. Okay, um, welcome back, everybody. I hope you all got a beer if you're on the UK or coffee or in the United States um, <laughs> or Coca-Cola, whatever the hell you're drinking. Anyway, um, I wanted to give a quick shout out. Uh, thank you for a nice letter I got from John Clark. He said that he really enjoys listening to us. He's learned a lot by coming back and watching us talk about all these t subjects and all the different perspectives. 
So on this next plane, I think we're going to get a lot of different perspective on it. And um, I've already alluded to it a little bit. Uh, Darren had an S1100, the Reptile S1100, had some CG issues with it, I believe, and decided he wanted to take the motors off of it and put it onto something else. And so he has decided on a plane, which is the same plane that Josh also is very familiar with. So these guys, I'm really interested to hear more about the MyFly Dream Crosswind Mini. Uh, what is it that you guys know about that? Darren, I'll start with you. Um, Why did you I get know, it? I know, but I've got one in a box right there. <laughs> and that's about all I know at the moment, other than Josh has got one and it looks absolutely awesome. But, um, but yeah, the, uh, the main reason I got one was because of uh, seeing Josh's and the fact that it can stay in the box <laughs> when you're <laughs> using it, so it's nice and safe. Um, but yeah, the components all look top quality, so I'm really looking forward to building it. We had uh, Archangel Nikolai on a few months ago. And... Uh, is that my microphone that's doing that? Might be, yes. Echo. Let me turn the volume down. Is it near the screen? It might, uh, yeah. I, I think that Echo comes from uh, Nikolai at the moment. Oh, if sorry. He's, if he's not talking. <laughs> yep. to mute myself. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> okay. I'm still hearing the echo. Hmm. Anyway, um, we had Nikolai on, another Nikolai from uh, Archangel, and he was talking all about this plane and how much he loves it. So, Josh, why? I noticed you love this plane, but also you love the Albabird. And so, I know we're going to talk about the Albabird a little bit later, but why do you love this plane so much? Um, yeah, so uh, actually, it's it's one of the planes that is a bit like the, the, the big drack, in my opinion. I'm actually a little bit surprised it's on the list because um, it can be a bit of an outlay to actually get one in the air. So um, you know, it takes really big batteries. But if you can um, if you can afford the big batteries, or if you already have them lying around, I mean, the rest of the build is pretty trivial. Um, you know, the rest of the parts are quite cheap. But um, yeah, I really like the the um, the mini crosswind. It's um, it's it's nice, efficient plane. Um, it can take enough battery to um, to go out and flat for an hour. Um, you know, no issues at all. And I actually like it that much. I've got another one in the roof space. <laughs> So I've um, I've actually got two of them. So the the first one is sitting over in the corner, but um, I, I built that one like kind of really heavy. Um, it's got a lot of equipment in it, um, some nice lights and all that kind of stuff. But um, but I actually decided right, I want to build like an all out long range one. So the next one is going to be um, completely minimal. Okay, but, so um, you're saying long range. How many? What what are you putting in there as far as battery and what's your powertrain? Yeah, so the powertrain on the one that I have right now has got the um, the big crosswind um, motors on it. So they're 2826, and they are, sorry, uh, 2820s, I believe, and they're um, 595 kV, and it uses quite small props, so they're 9 by 7.5s, and, uh, and then battery-wise, for like the day-to-day -day flying, I would use a 6S 10,000 LiPo. And, uh, and if I want to go out far, um, I can put a 13K lithium-ion in it, or I can double them up and actually put 26K of lithium-ion um, in the plane. So, um, yeah, it, uh, it, it can fly for a really long time if you like. But one thing I will say about the mini crosswind is um, it looks like the bigger crosswind is actually a more efficient plane and, um, and perhaps look... Um, could help me explain that. Um, it's it, it it might be something to do with the amount of wing area that it has. 
Um, maybe it doesn't have enough for the weight that it's carrying. So I don't really know either of the crosswinds too well. Uh, yeah. But when you say efficiency, do you mean uh, power draw per time or power draw per distance? Um, so if we just take the um, exact same airframe mm. and we put the exact same powertrain on both of them, yeah. the mini crosswind um, uses, uh, well, it needs um, more watts to keep it in the air than what the big crosswind does at similar speeds, um, which I just find quite interesting. I think perhaps that the, the big crosswind, um, with its extra slightly bigger wing area, I mean, we're talking only like 200 mil extra hmm. and a little bit deeper cord, um, it just hmm. seems to stay in the air a little bit more efficient. Yeah, so that is quite possibly just having the... Uh... Yeah, the smaller wing area is doing that. Uh, so uh, you kind of have like a, an S-curve on your uh, efficiency in terms of drag to lift. Uh, not Sorry, not your lift coefficient. That is an S-curve. But when you also take into account motor power and stuff, yes. uh, it kind of depends where you fall on that. So typically, uh, by going to a smaller wing area, uh, you'll be in that top part of the curve. And by bringing it down you then uh, actually become more efficient. But if you're already on the bottom part of the curve, you'd be coming up to the flat a bit, and then you'd be, yeah. So I, 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 I know what you mean. That is, a, that is a strange situation, though. Typically, you'd it would be the other way around, where you'd get more efficiency from a smaller wing area regardless. Well, um, I mean, in uh, you'll probably understand, and it's it's probably more the reason why I like the cross, the mini crosswind, and I mm. have a couple of them, is that um, I like to do my long range quite fast. So mm. um, the, the 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 mini crosswind can definitely fly faster and um, with yeah. less amps. But um, but if you're talking about all out cruising for long range, um, you know people might be a little bit disappointed with the mini crosswind. But if you're like me. And you want to just fly it, um, you know, full throttle or um, or fly it at like 60, 70 miles an hour all the time. It's perfect for that. Yeah, so that is exactly where your lower parasitic drag of having a smaller wing comes into meaning that at high speed, it's more efficient. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah again, it's just about what you want. Uh, yeah. we, we got uh, quite a few planes to get through still. So that's <laughs> definitely. Do I need to stop being so controversial? <laughs> no, no. I just—it's a—it's a great plane. The thing is, a heavy plane, though, as I understand it. Also, especially when you start putting in those ten amp batteries. Mm -hmm. So this is not the kind of plane. It, the danger of this, when you keep showing these, and people don't know relatively how big these things are. What is that? Like eighteen hundred millimeter wingspan on that plane? The mini is a sixteen, and 1600. the and and the and the bigger crosswind, I think, is a nineteen fifty. Okay. Yeah, but those are. You know, it's going to take, if you don't do an auto launch, it's going to take two people to get that plane in the air, right? Or how do you get, uh, how do you launch yours? I, I mean, I've, I've actually got like freakishly big hands, so I'm able to get the fuselage and, and I don't use auto launch. I just throw it, but, okay. um, but, but sure. Um, for most people, it's got to be a two handed job to get it up in the air. That's what I've seen a lot of, yeah, two-handed job. It's a great plane. I mean, people who have had that plane love this plane, and so it's great to see it on the list. That is definitely that's definitely a step-up plane. That's if you're into like your fourth or fifth plane, and you want something that's really a challenge. It's a great plane to get. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Darren's going to do with the plane because uh, yeah, I, I am a very big fan of the crosswinds as well. I think they're 
an improvement over a design that I liked and based my long range FPV plane on the Twin Star, and then that became the My Fly Dream, whatever they called it, and then the Crosswind. Yeah, yeah. really. Oh, good. that was the Twin Star. That was the Multiplex Twin Star. Which what was that? Multiplex Twin Star that came out like 1990 something, I think. Yeah, it was like one of my first FPV planes. Uh, yeah, and then My Fly Dream took it and made that their MFD something. Yes, I can't remember, mm. but yeah, and then they made the Crosswind. All great. So fantastic! You were ten when that plane came out, Josh. That was, I mean, um, uh, Luke. Yeah, that's it's it's been around. So you've had that plane for that was a, quite a while. You, it it is a great plane and a beautiful mm -hmm. plane. Um, the next plane on the list is one that Josh is don't go too far away because this is definitely right up your alley here. It is the right wing nano drac. Yeah, um, I mean, I I've owned the Nano Drac, but I didn't um, I didn't actually fly it. I I actually sold it on. But um, if we want to talk about Mini Dracs, um, I'm all over that because I've had uh, I've had a couple of those, and uh, and I've actually got one here on the um, on the desk with me. But um, I mean, I can come back to it whenever we talk about um, uh, Mini Dracs if you like, because I'm sure okay. um, other people have owned Nanos. Has anyone here flown a Nano Drac? Okay, I've seen them before. Uh, David Story out of San Diego. He's part of a group. So like ten of these guys <clears throat> bought these Nano Drax and um, built them, and he just loves this plane. So the people who are into it are absolutely into it. It is a difficult build, though, right? Mm. <clears throat> they're 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 all a bit tricky. Yeah. So that one is going to take you. Excuse me. It's going to take you a little while to get, um, you know, uh, up and running, and it's. Ask for help if you get stuck along the way. But people who've had this plane love it. It's pretty indestructible as well. It's a pretty solid little plane. Oh, and definitely. it's a small plane too, yeah. Okay. So we don't have a lot to say about it, unfortunately. We're going to talk about other drag planes here in a minute. But um, let's move on because we don't really have a lot to say about it. Oops. Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait, Nikolai, what are you doing? Isn't the uh, ZOE <coughs> Talon GT the next plane? <laughs> um, Talon GT. I, unfortunately, that one's off the list, I think, right? Yeah, you can't buy it as a kit, so it was disqualified. Ah, oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> it, it will be on our next poll. <laughs> I have it here. Just give me a call. <laughs> okay, so maybe we should talk about this for a second since we brought it up. <laughs> Nikolai, thank you for segueing into this. What happened to our list? Okay, what we discovered is that um, a lot of these planes are no longer being offered as kits anymore. And so why did I bring up kits in the first place? Um, long story short, I feel it's important that kits, um, if you're into this hobby, if we're going to spend the time putting the flight controller together, and if you really can sit there and start thinking about all the other parts that you put together on a plane, so think about the servos and all that other stuff, you might as well buy a kit and make it exactly what you want to. And we, for example, the AR wing, that plane, I've seen so many different motors go on that plane. There's so much versatility. You can absolutely make it your own plane, and that's the beauty of it. But Mark had a point about PMP planes. Um, why do you? What's your point on PMP planes, Mark? Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of the PNP planes uh, have sometimes very crappy parts, but sometimes also very uh, high quality parts. I mean, the AR pro, uh, the AR wing 
the older generation of the AR wing is um, one of the first ones, so the motor is absolute crap. Uh, that should be replaced right away. Uh, these servos, on the other hand, they are not the best from the specs, from the speed, from the, from the precision, but they work and they work reliably. I have still, uh, I've I've just uh, given away my uh, first AR ring I ever had with my long range setup, and these servos were working fine for three years. Uh, never had any issue with them, and. Yeah, so sometimes uh, it's really helpful just to have some parts ready. And if you take a plane like, yeah, like the ZOHD planes, I think there is nothing wrong with the uh, servos at all. They have good Metal Gear servos. They are loud, absolutely. <laughs> so they don't sound very high quality, but uh, they are precise. They are fast. So also there, I don't see a point why I should buy a kit and then put different servos in it. Yeah. And uh, if you really want to have different servos for a specific purpose, I think the price difference between the kit and the PNP version by what parts you get with it, it's it's worth to just keep them as a spare. So just remove the parts, put it aside and uh, keep it as spare parts. I mean, uh, not sure if uh, Bonafide Pirate is still watching right now. Uh, and I think he will agree to me when I say, Buying the AR Pro as a kit is like a crime because uh, just to get the servo with that with that ring is worth to buy the PNP version. In, in my opinion, because uh, we can't buy them uh, separately yet. I, I tend to agree as well, but almost for a different reason, which is that a lot of people only you know they buy the kit and then they go ahead and put the same bad components in it. So if you're going to do that, you may as well just get the PNP and save you know the 10 pounds or whatever it is on their bulk discount so <laughs> right so as long as we're talking about that that was you look was the one who made the point and that's a good point if you're going to build something you might as well put better quality components into it otherwise just buy the pmp you're going to save yourself a lot of time and so what we're going to do is we're going to have a separate survey for just pmp planes we're also going to do uh, not use Facebook's polling. We're going to use an outsourced polling so that we can actually stop the poll at a certain time. We're going to get a little more complete information about the different models and things like that. Uh, some people like, for example, someone said Volantic 1600. Well, there's two different planes in the 1600. So we think you meant the Ranger, but that's you know what it is. Um, let's move on now to our next plane, which is... Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, I'm not saying this. The Hobby King Bixler 2. Yeah, baby, that's my plane. I love it. Now we're talking. All right. So who wants to talk about the Bixler 2 before I get going? <laughs> I, I, I love I have I love the Bixler. Um it's uh it's one plane that's that's crashed into more of my planes and crashed into me more than anything else. And uh and yeah, I, I have one as well. Brilliant plane. You like it? So what do you like about it? Um, it's it's like a better version of the AXN um, floater jet, so um, it's just it's just really tough and it just flies really well. Um, if you want to just have, I mean personally, like I know people put INAB in them and fly them um, fly them around with FPV, but um, glider type planes like that, I just really like flying them line of sight. I could just fly them all day. They're fantastic. Okay, so. Um, my experience with the Bixler 2 is like I've owned this plane for a number of years. I've had it as a, you know, a line of sight plane, and I've loved it as a line of sight plane. 
Um, then I built one as an FPV plane and drove it into the ground. And so recently I came back to it. And this time I really took my time and I thought it through how I would build it. I learned from my mistakes, which is you don't want to put the flight controller or the any of the stuff were on where the um, on the hatch or, or the canopy. You you know just keep it all inside. Keep all your electronics inside because you want to keep all your gears away from everything as possible so that you can just quickly add a battery and start flying that plane. That is. Without a doubt, I was going to show some video of it. I, we had like a perfect day yesterday. I went out to Long Beach, flew over. You can see Catalina and everything. Um, I will say this about the plane. One of my friends has a actual um, Cessna 182. Uh, so that's one of the re with the retractable landing gear. Um, and for whatever reason, we we're flying out to Palm Springs one time, and he's like, you take over, you fly the plane. I'm just gonna sit there. I have to answer some text messages. So I pretty much flew the plane all the way out to Palm Springs. And the experience I've had flying that plane, the Cessna, is so similar to what it's like flying the Bixler too. When it, it you 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 are part of the air. You are you're going up and you're going down and and thrust means you can fly level and you can gain altitude and it freaks you the hell out because you're like, you're flying at 150 meters. Next thing you know, you're flying at 250 meters. Like, what am I doing? I got to get myself back down. Um, it is a wonderful experience. I am a guy who is a wing guy. Pretty much all my planes are wings. But this was one experience. Once I started going over to this, I have absolutely fallen in love with the whole concept of a wing plane where you actually have a tail and rudder and elevator and all that. Um, so it is absolutely a beautiful experience. The Bixler 2 is a phenomenal value. I love this plane. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting my Alba Bird up so that, because I have a feeling it's going to be a very similar type of thing. But man, what a great plane. Um, Darren, do you have any thoughts on the Bixler 2? I've not had one. I keep meaning to get one. Uh, the only real experience I've had is seeing Andy fly his at the farm. And it just looked like a hell of a lot of fun, to be honest. As Josh said, just stick a receiver in it, line of sight, crash into other planes and people. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's what they're for. It's great. And oh, yeah, yeah, if you want to watch how, how good they are going around the sky. As long as you know they're, they're you know, consenting and stuff, crashing into <laughs> other people really is the most fun you can have in RC. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, crashing into other people that aren't consenting is probably still fun, but it just, you know, immediately becomes not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, it, um. It, the one thing I'll say is that I did a write-up on the plane, the Bixler 2, and one of my big things was I took two dowels and I put it in the kind of in the back of the top of the fuselage. And from that, I was able to put the, F, the VTX and also the FPV camera. So you get this really nice view of the nose in the flight. And I just uh, it became like one of my favorite mods of all time. I put it on the Alba Bird as well. I put it on to, I'm building a penguin right now, the Finwing Penguin. I love it. So... Anyway, that's uh, definitely check it out. It's on our website, the article about that. Uh, anything else about the Bixler 2? No. Um, okay. I'm, 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 well, I was going to say I'm, I'm putting the, uh, the VAS um, laser tag um, kit <laughs> on mine. So it's going to be awesome for that. Um, okay. So we're going to move on now to the Zeta Wing Wings 84. 
Wing Wing Z84. You guys, any experience with that plane? Have no. you guys ever owned one? No. No. Oh, okay. I've owned. Um, they're they're cool. It's essentially it's a C1 Chaser, but 800 millimeters. Yeah, getting stuff in the C1 Chaser is a bit of a squeeze. So I never fancied the Z84. It's just a bit too small for me. I know people fly them, have great fun with them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But just never really interested me. It's a, it's a cool little plane. So it's kind of like um like for example Nikolai is into the Blackwing. So this is kind of a around this a little bit larger version of the Blackwing. You if, if whatever you can do to fit iNav into that, you can pretty much the the biggest problem is that the spar in the back kind of comes up in the middle and makes it difficult to put the flight controller. You either have to put it in front yeah. of it or behind it. And if you put it in front of it, then you're talking about your batteries are kind of in the way. So what people often do is they build a shelf and put it on the top, forget the canopy, put it on the shelf. Um, Build a shelf on the top of the flight controller over the spar. So that's just one of the things. Um, it's I, a thirty-three dollar plane from Banggood, uh, from Hobby King, Banggood, everywhere. Mark, you gonna say something? Yeah, I've just seen if some uh, flight videos of that one, uh, but it seems to fly pretty nervous all the time. No matter what video I have seen, it's always uh, jittering around. But it seems to be pretty fast, so and a lot of fun and very agile. So it's it's like a yeah fast little racing ring. Yeah, I had one, and David Story saw it, and he's like, what's that? And so it's a Z-84. So he buys one, and he tells me, that's my favorite plane. So he's into small planes, and so he loves it. So I can see why there are a lot of people like that plane. I don't think it's a great first plane for people to buy, even though it's pretty solid kind of a plane. Um, let's keep moving on. I would say it's a great, you know... Interme intermediate plane. In the, All in, right. in the chat, some people have uh, said eighty uh, fours, and they seem to like it. <laughs> yeah, it's a. There's for thirty three bucks. If you if you crash it, you, you can just take the guts out and put it into another one. You you're not spending a lot of money on it. It's one of the best values out there. Um, the Volantix Ranger sixteen hundred. This is what we think you meant as far as a plane is concerned. So, who has experience with the Volantix Ranger sixteen hundred? Uh, Josh, oh, great plane! Um, it's uh, it was it was one of the ones I got to FPV because one of my friends had one. Uh, FPV'd it for ages, um, and then I think I just crashed it once, and it was like the canopy or something came off and went through the prop, and uh, and to be honest, I just put it back together and just started flying at line of sight, and um, yeah, it's. I actually preferred flying at line of sight, to be honest with you, as as a kind of like an acrobatic and kind of tough glider. It's really good fun. Okay, so it's kind of like the Bixler 2, the bigger version of it. Yeah, I, I mean, would I say it's stronger than the Bixler? I don't know. Uh, I, 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 just, I just really like the, um, I, I like both of them, to be honest, but the... Uh, but the Ranger 1600 is nice. The only thing is, is like after you crash it a couple of times, the nose can get a bit crumpled up and kind of looks a bit rubbish. But <laughs> from, from, from the design and the uh, partial plastic fuselage and the the, the size, uh, for me it looks like a grown-up Bixler 3. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I really li like the design, and maybe I will get one uh, someday. Andrew Newton, that was the one he just absolutely loved. He was like, he put that in the top of the heap. And so if you look at the Bixler 2, it's 1,500 millimeters. The Bixler 3 is 1,550 millimeters. This is 1,600 millimeters. A little bit larger, a little bit more robust, but all around, I guess. Also, it's a plane that's set up for FEV, so you can put your gear in there. As Bixler 2, you're kind of working around trying to fit things in. 
Um, so yeah, it's definitely one of the better planes out there. Um, I'm glad it's on the list. Darren, anything to say about it? No, I mean, I've got the 2000s, um, which is its bigger brother. Um, but I, I've only really flown that sort of once, and then I'm, I'm just swapping out the flight controller at the moment, um, putting a pan and tilt on it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's I, I think the 1600 probably cuts through the wind better than the 2000. But yeah, yeah they're, they're nice planes. Nice I've got one that's even less relevant. I have the uh, ASW 28 from Volantex, which is the same platform, just 2.6 meter wingspan, and also really love it. Uh, love doing line of sight aerobatics with it and stuff, and really, really durable. Okay, fantastic. Um, we're going to move on now to the next plan on the list. We're in the top 10 here. This one is a surprise because this is a plane that is very much, you have to know what you're doing to buy this plane. This is the full-size Sonic model Skyhunter. So that's the 1800 millimeter one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That is, so that is a long range FPV plane. Josh, have you ever owned that plane? Uh, I've, I've not owned it, owned one, but I have um, have flown uh, Andy Bolton's. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really awesome. It um, It is far better than the, the mini Skyhunter and the, and the other smaller ones because uh, it's just a really big, smooth platform. I think the only downside to it was I felt it was um, a little bit slow. Um, you know, so we're talking like cruising speeds of like 20 miles per hour. So <laughs> it was, um, well, you know, that that's how fast we were flying at that day. But uh, yeah, it didn't seem very fast. But yeah, big stable platform. Um, I'm surprised it's on a, a kind of a, um, a a beginner's list because it's a really big plane. Yeah, that's that is a full size FPV, you know, long range FPV platform. And the question I had, uh, I'll pose it to you, which is, the way that we're miniaturizing these planes these days, do you think these Sky Hunters, the full-size Sky Hunters, are still relevant today? Um, it, I think it just doesn't break down very well. If it broke down better, it would be fine. Um, the, the mini crosswind breaks down and you can stick it in the boot of your car. And uh, I mean, in, you know, of course, in the UK, we have, um, you know, smaller cars than what, um, you know, guys in like the US and everything might have. But uh, yeah. but yeah, you, I mean, you, if you can get the um, if you can get the box into your car, you're, you're golden. But the, the 1800 Skyhunter, you know, it's um, people do mod them so that you can fold the boom over. But the, it, it doesn't it just doesn't come apart very well. OK, but that is a definite. Yeah, there are guys who fly those things and live by them and they're putting in 20 amp batteries and they're yeah. taking them. You know, a hundred miles out. It's just, or I don't know how far they're taking them, but yeah, man, they. It, that is, if you're into that plane, you are definitely deep into long range FPV. So, and occasionally we'll get a guy who'll join the group who buys this plane and as his first plane. And we're like, no, 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 no. You don't want to fly this thing first. You want to work up to it. So yeah, it's definitely a great plane. Yeah, so the big, um, sky, the big sky hunter is for sure on my uh, must have list uh, for the summer. Yeah. I think. Uh, first, I need a car, for, uh, of course, because otherwise it's impossible to transport in public trains or so. Uh, but this plane will come for me, and I think this one will be my first uh, pen and complete pen and tilt setup for looking around and all that stuff. Yeah. Just wondering, why do you want the Sky Hunter over the Mini Talon or the Crosswind or Mini Crosswind? Mm. Uh, I have a Mini Talon here from a friend. It's just borrowed. It also has a pen and tilt, but not flown it yet. Uh, mm. The problem with the uh, Mini Talon is uh, the extreme rate it needs just to balance the CG. 
and uh, I think the Sky Hunter will be for sure more efficient, especially for flight time. I'm not for uh, range efficiency. I'm with okay. that one. I'm really uh, just for flight time. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I look forward to seeing what you do with that. It sounds like a great plan. Um, the next one is the one we've been teasing about for the last day or so, which is a plane that we have Josh here in particular to answer this question. The Finwing Albuquerque. I got to mention, first of all, Finwing is this company that um, is based out of China that they had the planes like the Penguin and the Sabre. And um, about a year and a half ago, I was talking to some guy and he said, Finwing, it's like over, man. They're like, you know, they're just, you have to order directly from them. They're like not doing anything anymore. It's a kind of a dead company. And all of a sudden they come out with this Alba bird and it's become like the talk of the town. This is like um, so much enthusiasm from a company that has absolutely very little footprint in the marketplace. And so it's really exciting when a group like ours can embrace a plane like this. And it says, speaks volumes to a plane that can actually stand up for itself. But I wanted to find out what is it about it? Here's a guy, Josh, who has had the Drax and he's had the Crosswind Minis and all these other planes. Why does he like this Albert so much? Um, yeah, so I, I I bought the Alba Bird and it was something that I wouldn't necessarily have um, worried about buying before and it was because um, um, Matt ragged the nuts off had it and I just looked at it and thought, oh, this is cool, you know, it's like, it just looks like a real little plane and I thought, well, it might fly okay, so I ordered one. Um, if you imagine, like, from my point of view, up to then, I'd only ever really flown Drax quite a lot, and I get a lot of complaints from neighbours and all that kind of thing because they make so much noise, so the Alba Bird was kind of something that was uh, just a lot quieter, and I thought, well, if it flies okay, it'll be great. And whenever I got it, um, so imagine, like, this, you know, the, you've got the um, the Sonic model binary, which, um, you know, turned out to be a, a bit disappointing for a lot of people, and I thought, well, maybe the Alba's going to be like that, but... The Alba's great. It it can you can sport fly it, you can prop hang it, you can fly it upside down, and it just it just loves absolutely everything. You can put a pan and tilt on the nose, and uh, and I suppose the the good thing about it is um, and why it's really good for beginners is it's so well laid out inside, and it's it really is a model that um, a lot of time and thought has went into, in my opinion. Um, you know, there there isn't anything on it that I would change. Um, that's uh, that's how much I really like this little plane, and um, yeah, I've 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 flown mine to death, and uh, it's been stuck in trees, it's crashed into other planes, and it's crashed out all over the place, and um, yeah, it's still in it's still perfect in one piece, and it's it's still really really good. Wow! All right, so you like that? How's it compared to the Crosswind Mini? Uh, right. Well, actually, someone asked me about this earlier on. They said, um, you know, I didn't realize that you like the, um, you know, the Alba Bird over, you know, over like the likes of the Drac or the, um, the Mini Crosswind. And to be honest, the reason I love the Alba Bird is it's just that plane that you can just pull out the back of your car and just fly it wherever you like. Um, it's it is just dead silent whenever it's in the air, but also you can fly it um, quite fast. You can fly it quite far. But you can also fly it really, really slow, and it's lovely and docile whenever you come into land. So you can pretty much land it at your feet. So if you ever have one of those um, places that you would really like to fly, but the landing spot's really tight, the Alba Bird again is another plane that's going to be great for that. Fantastic. That's something that Josh touched on. I really want to see from FPV planes in the future is more the focused on being quiet. I think particularly with the way 
RC is going uh, mm. and that kind of thing. Quiet planes, uh, you know, good mm. for the community, good to keep your flying spots open and that kind of thing, not disrupting people. Definitely. There's a place for loud planes, but quiet planes too. <laughs> and Josh also mentioned something that um, I, I learned as well when I was with the Bixler too. From the first time I tried to do it, I had on the canopy, I had the VTX, I had the FVV camera and all the electronics. And what happens is, they come unplugged and you have to go back in there and plug them back in. So you're spending about five minutes at the flying field, getting the plane ready to fly again, make sure everything's plugged in. And then when I built the Bixler 2 again, I said, I don't want that. I just want something where I can get out of the car, plug it in and start flying. And so the Alba Bird sounds like this is why you like it so much because you just take it out of the car and within a minute or two, you're flying, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I've, I've got a vector in it. Um, so, um, you know, you don't have to wait for satellites or anything like that. You just plug it in and throw it. And um, and to be honest, I've I've flown it quite a bit line of sight as well, and it flies great line of sight too. Um, it's uh, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say it's like it it's it's the best at really anything. It's just that it has a wide envelope. You can just kind of mess around with it and do what you like with it, and it'll it'll do all right. <laughs> So it's kind of like the air wing. It's not like the best of all possible worlds, but it's just so good at what it does that people like it so much and it's getting a good reputation. Yeah, I mean, like I didn't want to talk too much about like the PMP side of things, but it's it's kind of like the AR wing pro in that the PMP package that comes with that plane is is awesome. But the only trouble is, um, uh, I suppose it's the downside of the um, the the Alba Bird. If you want to get the kit, it's really easy to get. But if you order the PMP, it can be a bit hit and miss with um, um, the the delivery and stuff um, for whatever reason at the moment. But um, but the, if you do get the PMP package, it's really really good. If you do buy the kit, there's a special motors made for the plane from a sunny sky. They're like fifteen dollars mm. each. Buy them. Do your side. Luke found out about them and he ordered them for other projects. It's just a great motor. Okay. Uh, they're little. Yeah, really good motors. Can, can you buy them separate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can buy them separate. Yeah. Uh, particularly because they're the same like 2306 or whatever size mini quad style motor, but really low KV. I think it was 1200. Unfortunately, I ordered them almost two months ago and I still haven't arrived. But yeah, good motors. Yeah, I've, I've got them uh, up on the screen here, but um, you probably can't see it. But yeah, they're like a little 2207. Tiny little motor, but. Um, but yeah, you you wouldn't believe what this plane can do. You can you literally just throttle it up and it just goes vertical out of your hand. Um, but yeah, I suppose and, and comparing it to the crosswind, it just does stuff that the crosswind can't do in that in in that sense. You know, it takes a bit of throwing and it also takes a bit of landing. So I'm glad to see this plane make it in the top ten in our group. It's fantastic. I'm glad they are. It's just you know that's what we're here for is to promote things that we like and we enjoy. So, um, anything else? Any other comments, Darren? Anything you want to add to it? No, I mean, all, all I can say is I've, I've seen Josh's fly, oh, and yeah. it, it does fly really well. Um, I, I was actually going to get one, but I decided to get the crosswind. And the, the biggest thing that put me off was actually their website. I just didn't trust it enough to. I mean, there, there were no secure sockets on user information. I couldn't fit my full address in the address field. So I didn't know whether it would actually turn up or anything yeah. like that. So that sort of put me off is, is just their website. If I improved that, then I'd have no problem at all. Um, it is because it was an awesome, awesome plane. Um, but yeah, that's, that was one of the things that pushed me more towards the cross, the crosswind was I could get it from somewhere 
I you know had a bit more faith in. Um, but it, yeah, I've, I've got nothing against the plane as as the plane itself. Um, I saw someone else say in the chat, it's a bit, it's just a shame they don't sell it on Banggood. I mean, mm. you know it's bad when you're saying you trust Banggood over something. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you see, you see in in in, fin, in Finwing's defence, um, I think it's Ben. Um, you call the guy that 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 runs the sort of customer facing side of things. He is, um, he's really responsive, and it's another one of those companies over there that is actually really good to work with. And uh, yeah, whenever I ordered mine, there was um, there were some issues with, uh, with with stock, but he was he was on it every five minutes, letting you know the status and all that kind of thing. So it's actually a really good company. Mine showed up in about three weeks, so it was great. I didn't have any yeah. problems with it. So um, fantastic. And Darren likes the connectors on there too. I oh, yeah. you have... the wing connectors are fantastic they're the same as in the crosswind mini so it's like nine pins in the middle and then two pins on the outside for the power for the uh, escs right yeah brilliant connectors in the wings yeah Top. that's what that's what i mean there's i've got no problems with like the quality of the plane or anything like that it's just for me it's actually getting hold of it in the first place so maybe if, hobby king should stock it then well it's, i don't even think that if if with Finwing are doing it themselves, and you know that's that's brilliant for them. They obviously make a bit more profit on it because they're not right. selling it out to other suppliers. Uh, right. If they just improve their website a little bit, um, then I'd have no issues at all. Okay, so maybe we can get that message back to Ben over there and like yeah. hey, improve the website. Yeah, I mean, ben posts in. Um, I think he's in the Rebels group as well, and yeah, he seems like a really good guy. So yeah, no problem with the company. No problem with the plane just slight tweak on the website and perfect and i'll probably okay, so <laughs> let's talk about a plane you had a problem with darren which is the s1100 that's next on the list uh yeah i mean i don't really know what's going on with it to be honest because i know a lot of people have had it a lot of people have flown it and absolutely love it but i just have no luck with mine whatsoever um just CG just seems to be miles off compared to what's in the manual and it just doesn't fly well <laughs> but I know other people have had the same plane no issues whatsoever so maybe it's my setup maybe it's the motors are slightly skewed or something but I don't know did you it's put something... two large motors on it uh yeah but so have other people and had no problems so I've got two 2216s on the back which I've seen plenty of people with that setup um it's like 5200 uh, multi-star in the nose but I, I just seem to go back and back and back with the CG and it still needs a ton of reflex and just doesn't fly well huh. so it, it might mine was a very early one so maybe it was something in the manufacturing I don't know so yeah and there was it might be also if you just put one motor on there uh, as opposed to two no, it's a twin. It needs to have two. <laughs> the whole, the whole point, I, I didn't get it for a cruiser. I got it to fly fast. So I put two 2216-1400kVs on there because I uh, wanted it to shift. Uh, I didn't really see much point in having that as a slow plane. It's quite fixed, so it's not going to be as efficient as something like a C1 Chaser. Right. So it was just going to be something fun that sounded cool because it's a twin. What about some like a smaller motors on there that are fast, like a six S, something like um, a T sixty or something like that? Two T sixties? Nah, two eight. <laughs> it would need to be two F uh, eighties for us. F eighties, I mean. Um, but um, no, I, I 
as I say, there's been other people with exactly the same motors on that haven't had issues. So I, I don't know, maybe it is a manufacturing fault and the wings aren't quite shaped properly or something, but yeah, no luck with that. I'm actually putting lead in the tail to try and get it to fly nicer. Huh, but, interesting. Yeah, it's... All right, well, a lot of people like that plane because obviously made it up on the list pretty high. And so um, I'm sure people will write it in the comments later on why they like it or in the chat, and they can tell us why, how they set it up, why they like it so much. I've seen a lot of people really like the plane, and I... Uh, I actually do own one, but it's going to be a, a cruiser. It's um, so it's just one motor on there, and it, I've got it flying. It flies pretty okay, so no real problems with it. Um, let's the, move yeah, on. Sorry. The other the other thing is the foam in mine isn't very well built, because I put LEDs and stuff in it. And when I was hollowing out, you just take a little bit out, and then it just comes out in chunks like bubbles. So oh. there's there is an issue possibly with the structure, but as I say, mine was a very early one. I got one of the first kits. Um, so other people so, may not have that issue. But. So it's a smooth EPP is what you're talking about, then, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an EPP. So it's the same as the S800. But as soon as you dig into it to carve out um, hollows or whatever, instead of the foam actually being, when obviously they they inject these these pearls. They heat it up and it melts into one piece of foam. But as soon as you dig in, you, you're just getting the pearls out. That's what that's what's happening with with my one. All right. So it's like it hasn't been heated enough to make the foam into one solid piece. I don't know reptile. I know we have the S800 up command on the list, and reptile to me has always been kind of like they're okay. It's not one of my favorite manufacturers. And I know we had the dragon further down the list, so. Um, yeah, anyways, here's a, a, a plane that is highly regarded, which is the Strix Nano Goblin. That's the small one. Yeah. Who can talk about that plane? Josh knows. Josh, Josh I can talk about it. I haven't flown it. <laughs> um, well, Josh took out a quad with his, so his is winning. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um I, I I actually bought mine from um you know is it you know Giz FPV Graham Adicott and um yeah he he just it popped up and it was like I don't know like a hundred quid or something with Crossfire and everything already built in so yeah it was pretty much just a um a plug in and go for me but um absolutely it was something totally different from what I was used to but yeah I really loved that little plane um unfortunately I lost it <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's a cute little plane. Darren, have you ever had one? Oh, yeah, they're, they're awesome. Um, yeah, I I've, I've unfortunately flew mine too low, so I have to rebuild it. Um, but, yeah, that that was literally my go-to plane. It's it, it, When I went flying, I had to take the Nano Goblin with me because I, I enjoyed flying it so much. And you could put in... Uh, this, this was the pack I used, so 2S18650. And you just throw it up full throttle for half an hour and just have a lot of fun <laughs> um but yeah no i absolutely love mine I've, I've got another one to build up again um and i'm going to put a bigger motor or a faster motor on the other one and have some even more fun with that the one thing but that's yeah, impressed me about that planes. that's impressed me about that plane is uh, out here in california we have this place called disneyland and they have this thing called the matterhorn and I found out a couple of years ago there's actual a real Matterhorn somewhere in Europe where we actually had one of our group members show up at the visitor center. He was at about 4,000 feet or and he gets 
takes this little plane out of his car, puts on his FPV goggles, and flies the thing up the face of the Matterhorn. And it was the most stellar video I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. So cool. And um, when I saw that, it was like, I'm looking at the plane, and I'm like, oh my god, you can literally take this and chuck it in your trunk and go home with it. And this was, you know, brilliant and fun. And the group was like much smaller at the time, but man, that would have been the video of the year right now. So it was really kind of cool. So yeah, I'm glad you guys like that plane. So it's definitely a thumbs up for you too, Nana. Um, Andy Andy Bolton just said in the comments. Um, I know uh, Darren mentioned about the quad that I took out. I actually took out a full size like DJI 450 flame wheel, um, oh. with like the um, you know one of the ones with like the little uh, gimbal and everything on the bottom. I took out one of those with a 250 gram goblin. You, you really took out like the most expensive thing you could find at the field, did you? <laughs> honestly, it, it was he, he brought it up just to take some photographs, and honestly, within about two minutes, I had flown into the side of it and actually <laughs> took it out. <laughs> I have to admit, I've taken out an Inspire One with a uh, flame. That, yeah, that wasn't a fun time. Oh, <laughs> was that a four thousand dollars? Sorry, plane? Andy. F five fifty. F five fifty. Sorry about that. Is, is that even? Is that even uh, covered in the model aviation insurance? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> it should be. I, I know my one wasn't. <laughs> my, my one was not covered. <laughs> that sounds very expensive. Ooh, fantastic. So that's definitely... So what, what do you guys think? Is that a step-up plane? That's definitely not a beginner plane? The Nano Goblin? As long as you get CG right, I, it's it's handles fine. It's uh, If you stick in a 3S or something, sometimes they can have torque roll. Um, I noticed that with my one. is When I was going full throttle with 3S, it would sort of torque roll, so you have to counter it. But um, no, it's... It can be gentle. It's so it's really easy to launch. Um, it handles wind really well for the size of it. Um, there is a bit of waggle. They they've all sort of had a bit of waggle, yeah. but when you're flying it, you don't actually notice because mm. people are always saying, "Oh, banana goblin waggles quite a bit," and I was like, "Oh, mine didn't." But then I went back and looked at videos, and it does. You just don't notice it when you're flying. Nikolai, uh, it might be a good plan for you to get then, you know, especially since you like the little black wing so much. This is kind of like the same ballpark. I, I ordered it last week, so I'm looking forward. It was just sent out, uh, I think, uh, by ReadyMade RC or something. And uh, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm I'm waiting for it. So that's uh, definitely one because I think you can uh, end up by around uh, 250 grams, right? Depending so, on yeah. the yeah, definitely. that was the whole point of yeah. It's like a under 250G plane, so that's fantastic. Uh, the next plane on the list is definitely, we're on to number six right now, is definitely one that Mark Hoffman has some experience with, and that is, he was talking it up yesterday uh, to me. He's like, you got to get one of these. And this is the one that Matt Osborne, Ogborne also has talked up at the time, and everyone seemed to really like, which is the Zod Drift. What do you think about it, Mark? He's, you're on mute. You're on mute. You're still mute. Hello? Uh, 
Uh, well, now it should work. Okay, okay. so sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, the drift. I mean, um, I have run from day one. Uh, I've not flown it very often. Uh, the main reason is for me, the drift is like a chill out plane. If I'm out in the field and uh, I want to have some chill chilling time after ripping around or after doing a, a big long range session it's a perfect plane to just smoothly cruise around or especially also do some proximity flying uh but due to my lack of uh transport possibilities uh yeah there were no uh not much uh, opportunities to fly it actually but uh, i really have to say the drift it's not a sub 250G plane, of course, uh, because of the carbon rod and the bigger rig span and uh, some parts. It's really, really hard to keep it under 250 grams. Um, but it's a really nice, gentle flyer. Um, the only downside, of course, uh, Pavel has shown, I have shown in a video, and I think we have one or two more uh, channels on YouTube who have shown that, is the issue that if you go too fast, the rings will flex and it can spiral to death if you if you are unlucky but beside that it's a really really nice plane and uh, i definitely like it and i can recommend that for a slow flyer and for proximity flying yesterday i showed steve a video on youtube from a guy uh, ripping the uh, drift over a parking lot between trees and literally you know these uh, these car barriers uh, these low ones so there was a maybe 50 or 60 centimeters gap between the ground and this barrier and he just flew under it it's it's really amazing how precise that plane can fly it's like it flew like a quad it was yeah yeah if you watch even, the video i think it's flying a quad even the racing quad had trouble to hit the same gaps like the plane <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic uh, who else is uh has the drift here no, where I fly is too windy for a drift. <laughs> that's that's why. Then what you mean the UK? <laughs> well, yeah, um, yeah well, off the flying field we're at in particular is like you're looking at minimum ten miles an hour. It's right on the sea, so you get really weird wind there. So, yeah, just not great. The, the, in, <laughs> the interesting thing what I noticed is. Uh, the wind speed has to be low, of course, because it's just flying slow. You, you can't fly past 80 or 90 kilometers per hour. Uh, and if you are flying, uh, chilling in the uh, in the air, you are about 30 kilometers per hour cruise speed or so. And uh, so the wind has, be, has to be very low. But actually, it has no problem with turbulences or gusty winds or up and down winds. Uh, for some reason, I mean, it's bouncing a little bit, but it stays really stable, uh, even if it f if you fly in turbulent air. That that's pretty interesting. I didn't didn't expect that from the from the uh, big ring area, but it does handle turbulence very well. Mm, okay, yeah. So it's definitely there's a lot of fans to it. Putting FPV on it's not that difficult. It sounds it looks like there's plenty of space for it. With the smaller flight controllers using like a F411WPX, whatever they, which one that is. Yeah, it's it's very very tight for electronics. So uh, flight controller uh, F411WSE. WSE, right? Yeah, it fits in or there. Or the F405WSE. Um, F F4. Ah, oh, I I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it will. It. I think the uh, F411, the wing, the older one, it barely fits in. 
because uh, you you really have a very narrow compartment for the flight controller. I mean, yeah. at, at the bottom it should work. If if you put the uh, flight controller in the bottom compartment uh, upside down, then it should work. Then just put the VTX on top. Okay. Because yeah, you, you have an upper and a lower compartment. The lower compartment is a little bit bigger. Okay. So interesting. It's good. Sounds like a good build. Um, all right. So we definitely fans on that one. The next one here is one that to number five. Um, this is the Reptile S800, and so um, I know Darren's on that plane. Yeah, I've, I'm on my third one. Um, it was my first FPV plane, smashed it, bought another one, um, <laughs> and then flew that one for quite a while, changing, putting different motors on it and stuff. Yeah, um, and it was it was a decent plane until I crashed it again, so I bought another one to replace it, which is currently still being built up. Um, but yeah, they're they're absolutely solid. They're they're not probably the most stable planes, um, mm. but even though I say I crashed um, two of them and needed to replace them, they weren't slow crashes. Um, if it had been a mini drag, it probably would have survived. But um, yeah, it's 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 a pretty impressive plane for what it is. It's, we, I think it's only about thirty five, forty quid. It's it's a cheap plane. Yeah. Um, Nikolai, you've, you've had one before? Yeah, it was also my first FPV plane, so uh, it really took a lot of beating from me. I uh, crashed it four or five times. It was um, pretty okay-ish, uh, but, but then at the end I, I hit a pole at most likely 80 kilometers per hour, and it was just uh, went into pieces. And then I got a second one, uh, which I sold in the end because uh, I, I never crashed it, uh, but but I, I loved it. It was because it, uh, I'm living in the northern part of Germany. It's uh, also pretty windy here. Uh, so it, the, the the wiggling on the yaw axis uh, sometimes was a little bit uh, strong for from, from my point of view, but um, really easy to take it up in the air, really easy to land it, uh, very responsive. So I, I like it very much. Luke, yeah. this is the one plane you've owned in this group, uh, on this list, the S800. Yeah, I don't really have too many opinions about it. Uh, I had it for about three or four weeks before I sold it to a friend. Uh, maybe that, you know, says all I need to say about it. I thought it was a good plane, but it was, for me, it was kind of slow, a bit inefficient, didn't really carry weight too well. But not that any of those were bad. It was just, you know, it was an all-around plane. I wasn't looking for an all-around plane. So, I mean, yeah. how do you figure out that it doesn't carry a lot of weight because you have literally no space in there to put anything yeah, in? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't actually the weight. <laughs> it was more the volume that was the problem. So, yeah. So Darren is holding up a lovely version of his plane. Yeah. Darren, say so something. I went for the black one this time. Um, the grey one is actually a slightly better kit, I think. Yeah, to be... the grey was the one I had. Yeah, the, the the black one, it doesn't seem to join up so well as the grey one did. Um, but it was I... laminated. Yeah, this is laminated. Mm. I went all out with this one. So, Racer Star Air, Air A on this one, which was on the previous one. A um, bit more efficient. I, I was trying to get a bit more efficiency over the F80 Pro. Um, but yeah, I get about 110 miles an hour out of it or cruise around it's, it's not the most efficient but i've had it go you know quite far quite high uh, and actually not quite high um <laughs> three, three, nine, nine uh, yeah yeah two, yeah exactly 399 feet um but yeah they're, they're just nice 
basher planes and the other thing is you can just stick it in the boot it's not overly big um so just check take it out throw it and have some fun that's what they're really for so, but yeah. weight wise i mean i'm about 850 uh grams with this one uh 4000 multi-star in there uh probably get about 20 minutes flight time which i don't really cruise around on it so it probably would go longer if I used less throttle. But <laughs> what, what, what battery are you put in there? Uh, four thousand milliamp Multistar 4S. Okay, it's a heavy battery. So yeah, yeah so well, that's why I've got a different hatch on it, <laughs> so it actually fit. <laughs> so over three years ago, uh, I had to make the decision between the S800 and the AR900. I had no idea of RC planes uh, at all because it was my first my first purchase. And uh, I really decided for the AR900 because because of the bigger space, uh, because of the uh, better selection of camera options in the nose without cutting yeah. anything. And uh, after uh, watching some videos, the AR900 is already a bit twitchy on pitch, but the S8, uh, S800 is really a nightmare. It's like shaking all yeah. the time. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a, 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 a plane with Tourette. I, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Arthur has one. He, he hated his, and he gave his away. I, I figure either an S eight hundred guy or an S or the AR wing guy. It's usually your your heart goes in one direction or the other. And unfortunately, for most of us, it's the AR. You'll see on the list that AR got rated higher. Um, so we're on to a plane that I find to be kind of ironic to be on this list uh and this kind of shows the depth of the group that we have the, the people in this group i don't know if this is an aspirational plane and people voted for or if people actually own this plane and can talk about it but this is a really solid fantastic plane but you got to kind of know what you're doing to, to have this this is the mini drac so the right wing mini drag. What do you think? Josh is the guy who has this plane, and so what can you say about it? Um, yeah, the, the the mini drag is is pretty awesome. Um, I think one of the reasons it's probably ironic that it's on the list is that yeah, it's it's a bit pricey and it, it is a little bit tricky to build. If um, and I'm talking about if you're coming from like quadcopters and, and and any other sort of PMP things, it is a little bit more tricky to build, but when you get used to them, they're really easy. But um, but yeah, fantastic plane. It was like my third or fourth um, fixed wing. Um, I think I had a nano talon, and then I think I went straight to the mini drac, and I had the goblin and all at the same time. But um, but yeah, it is just so robust. So I think I probably had about 250, maybe more flights, and all really really hard and fast flying um, with with my mini drac. And uh, and then I actually um, I actually sold it, and that's because of this thing in the background which is the big drag the whole um, size drag so the although whenever i had the mini drag i really loved it whenever i got the big drag um and i can also see why it's not on the list because it's so expensive to build but that that thing is awesome it just flies amazing but um but yeah mini drag is great and um i have actually got another one that i'm building at the moment and i'll, I'll do a bit of a close-up look will probably that's appreciate the server we want to see <laughs> um so this is this is a mini drag that i'm building and i'm calling it the wide boy um so i'm actually going to be putting a um a 12 or sorry like a, a nine kilowatt motor on the back of it 
Oh, and and what what I've done, you can probably see. I've actually I've actually cut it in half and widened the fuselage, so it um it takes a four thousand twelve S, and um yeah. That hope, hope You're talking Luke's language right here, man. That's just, yeah. yeah. And uh, and actually, you guys are probably um so from Germany, you mad Germans that oh, um, that oh. build these. Uh, F5B gliders. These are um, yeah. seven by seven by twelve and seven by fourteen props. So, uh, <laughs> Luke, you gotta say something. Luke, Luke, hold, Luke, hold, say something, Luke. Yeah, I've I've also got the same set of props that uh, yeah. Josh has got. I recently got them from the same guy in Germany. Oh, it's not. Very those happy aren't to start testing them. Yeah. What's that, Steve? Those aren't Gopner props. I thought you were saying Germany. I thought you were talking about those. Was it Gopner? Uh, no, not Grumpman, though. These are um, custom made carbon fiber props. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, Grumpman it... are for peasants, don't you know? I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you what, as a, you see, for like a good prop off the shelf, um, Rupert White actually told me about this one, the 7x7 seven seven, uh, Grumpner speed prop. Mm. That thing's awesome. So just as like a, a kind of a bolted on to any motor you like and it'll still stay together. Um I've seen him spinning his up with like a 14S battery and like I'm sure it was over a thousand KV on an in runner and uh it stayed in one piece. But uh but yeah the the, uh, the I really do love the mini drag. It's just such a robust plane and uh and this one I'm hoping to get over over two hundred and fifty mile an hour. Which is a big a big ask for um, an airframe like that, but then um, let's see what happens. <laughs> Don't play that in your your local park. That's oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see, after I was talking about the Alba Bird earlier on, and uh, I know Luke sort of touched on it as well. Like with having quiet FPV planes, there's definitely a time and a place for them. And would you believe, ironically, the the place that I get complaints the most is our own fields. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, if, if, you, if you can have like quiet planes, it's not about it's not because you want to fly where you're not supposed to. It's just that I don't want to annoy the neighbors and I don't want to bring attention to myself. But there is places that we can fly these real fast things and um, these will be dug out for that. Um, Couldn't agree more. Everything there, there right? literally. <laughs> Luke or Josh, do you have a link uh, to that uh, prop manufacturer? Because uh, Glenn is asking in the chat. No, you, there isn't really a link to it. You have to talk to Marcus Koch. Koch? Koch? Yeah. I can't pronounce it. It's German. You say it, <laughs> Mark. Marcus Koch. Koch. Koch, yeah. C-O-C-H. I, I, I think they're actually par croco. Um, perhaps Martin makes it. Uh, makes them for them, or perhaps he owns that company. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, but yeah. S same as Luke, I ordered them through um, uh, Martin on the RC Grips. I tell you what, since we brought it up in the chat today, let's put a link from up, uh, give them a, uh, do a solid for this company and put a link up on the website or the Facebook group so that people can find it or a contact person or something like that. Yeah, I can find it. Uh, we can do that after the show. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. All right. So, Darren, um, why don't you have a, a mini drag? Because I've got three. <laughs> <laughs> you have three? I don't have a mini drag because I've got three of them. <laughs> um, yeah, jo Josh is very, very familiar with one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, they're, they're fantastic. Um, 
yeah, that that was my maiden flight with it. Um, I had really bad video issues, and then um, because I was running a slightly too high a KV motor, burnt out the ESC, and it ended up gliding down into the sea. But oh, I flew flew so well. I was I was line of sight most of the time, manual mode, and it just handles like a dream. Um, yeah, fantastic planes, absolutely fantastic. Mark Hoffman, is this on your radar at all? When you get your big car, the mini drag. The, the mini drag. Um, yeah, maybe when I will still get one, because as far as I. Uh, I know uh, they stopped the product production of the mm. mini and the nano drag, so only the big yeah. drag is still produced. So it will be it will become hard to get one in the future. Maybe I mean if the interest is big enough, they uh, will order a new batch uh, from the manufacturer. But yeah, we'll see. But we really should get that guy from Ready Made RC on here, or a guy <laughs> from Right Wing. I guess he's pretty uh, guy we can pretty approachable so we might want to get them on here and, and start asking questions about what they plan to do in the future with their plans so the, um, maybe yeah i think that would be good like it looks like chris has got some really big plans um you know he's he's opened up a fantastic um, new workshop out there so um yeah it'd be great to have an update like that okay perfect let's see if we can reach out to him and get him on the show we do this every month so it'd be great to have him on um all right anything else about the mini track before we move on i know that's a hell of a plan it's beloved um just you you uh, other than the, the price which is the only real downside but you can't really go wrong with them they're they're bulletproof um i remember one of josh's videos where he basically smashes it into the ground at what 100 miles an hour something like that and uh, yeah it was like pretty much unscathed yeah. yeah, I I've seen that video too. So it it was really basically forty five degrees nose down into the ground, and it had nothing. I think a few wrinkles on the nose, or so that's all. Yeah, it, all right. it, I mean, my three D print broke. That was about it for the for the GoPro. <laughs> that was it. So okay, so there's my gripe right here. Um, there's a lot of planes that cost over a hundred dollars. Now, if we're talking about the price of planes, so and some of these planes are pretty fragile. So if yeah. you break them then you you have to be able to order parts if you can't order parts you got an orphan or worse yet they stop making production of it and you have a, a flying orphan so if i'm going to spend this much money man i want something like the mini track because that's something i know that i don't have to order parts for it's just you have it and it's just you know it's worth the money knowing that as long as you don't lose it you, you can pretty much keep it for a very long time yeah 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 Absolutely. Everyone's saying yes. All right. So we're in total agreement on that one. Let's go on to number three on the list, the Mini Talon by XUAV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know you have one, Josh, because you did a comparison. I watched your video. Uh, lovely video of the Alba Bird and the XUAV, and then um, you're showing the beautiful vector that you have inside of the Alba Bird mm. at the time. Yeah, um, the, like I'm sure everyone, well, maybe not everyone, but I think uh, most people would agree that the Mini Talon is just the, it's like the benchmark budget long ranger. Um, you know, you can have fun with it as well. It flies um, actually remarkably aerobatic if you want it to. But uh, yeah, um, I think I'm on like number three or number four. Um, I have smashed a few of them up, but that's just because of my bad behavior with them. Um, planes and other planes and trees and things but uh yeah it's it, it, it's it's really good i think the only downside with the mini talon um is 
uh, it's it's a little bit noisy and and it also does that thing we were talking about earlier on where it kind of dips whenever you throw oh, yeah. it um but uh but yeah i mean if you can get over the launching and the fact that it comes in quite fast uh other than that it is a really good plane so it's kind of the reason i compared it to the alba bird is because it's obviously similar size but it is a little bit more efficient all right, we we have to say goodbye to Nikolai right now. Oh, Nikolai, thank you for having us. <laughs> Guys, I just found out. Sorry, I just found out that two kids uh, woke up at the same time, and my wife is a little bit juggling around <laughs> at the okay. moment. So, uh, excuse myself. Looking forward to to join you again in the future. I was really hoping to to say something to the AR Pro because I love it so much. But I guess Mark can can tell a lot because I was actually annoying him a little bit with my uh, private messages all the time uh, when when uh, getting first the decision ready to buy it and then while while putting it together uh, he's still talking to me so um, I I most likely was was uh, nice enough uh, so he is still is responding. Um, I wish you a, a great evening or day wherever you are. Thank you very much. And um, I have to Nicolai, rush. It's great having you. So thank, thank you for you, showing Nicolai. up. Great to meet you. <laughs> thank See you. Bye, Nicolai. Bye. See you, Nicolai. All right. So sorry about that, Josh. Um, we were you talking about um, the uh, mini talent, and it's just kind of you said that the problem is that it dips, that, kind of like the C1 Chaser. Yeah, it's um, it, it can take a bit of a throw, um, you know, especially if you want to, um, you know, double up um, the 5200s and, and put a couple of 5200s in the nose. It, it will take um, quite a bit of a throw. Or if you've got your auto launch dialed, you know, you would definitely need auto launch on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, aside from that, once you get it up into the air, it's a great plane. See, the one thing I'll say about that is the, the PMP version has a really heavy motor for it. And a lot, what a lot of people have done is put something else on there. There's better motor choices for that plane. Um, and Andrew Newton, his thing was making it as light as possible, keeping it in around one kilogram, so that it's something that's a very enjoyable plane to fly around and get 20, 30 minutes of flight time. Um, so if you, you've only had experience with this thing as a heavy loaded plane. Yeah, it's um, it's always been heavy loaded for me, and uh, and yeah, on on the topic of that, actually, um, when you load them up, you've got to move the CG. I, th I think you have to move it forward, if I remember right. Um, uh, it's probably something to do with how short the tail is, um, because it has got a very um, quite a short tail on it. But um, but yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's just a really good like kind of like long range hedge bashing. You know, you can fly it right on the deck and have your pan and tilt on the go. Um, it's all that kind of good stuff. So, I, uh, as I mentioned before, I also have a mini Talon here. Uh, it's only a borrowed one. Uh, I've not flown it yet, so I cannot say anything about the flying behavior. I was just uh, the the original owner. He had big trouble launching it, as you mentioned already. Um, and also he really struggled to tune it well so he sent it over to me and uh, as soon as I will get the time for it uh, I will dial it in uh, but what I realized is two issues uh, it's a nightmare to build actually because the uh, very narrow fuselage uh, that's very deep deep down it's really really hard to actually mount a flight controller or mount the electronics inside uh, hmm. without using tons of glue and then never get it out again and uh, as you said the battery uh, you need tons of battery in there the stock motor uh, when I got it from the last crash was bent so it was vibrating like hell no matter what propeller I used 
So I replaced the motor with a 2814 Sunny Sky uh, Mark III, mm -hmm. so an even heavier motor. So right now, I just to balance it, uh, I have to put a 5200 lithium uh, LiPo in the nose plus a 2200 LiPo and push them all the way to the front just to balance the CG. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's it's really hard to balance. Uh, so at, at the end, uh, I decided for a stronger motor to get it easier up and uh, up in the air. Uh, but on the other hand, now it's 200 gra uh, grams or 300 grams heavier than before. <laughs> so, so Andrew Newton suggested in one of his videos, there's a T motor that works pretty nicely in this plane. And um, I don't know which one it is right now, but it uh, that was a lighter motor and he his was whole setup was for lighter so it might have been a pretty good choice for this guy yeah i think the uh, motor i have on now with that propeller i'm not sure what size it is i think it's a nine by six if i remember correctly uh it should give me about 2.6 to 2.8 kilogram kilograms of thrust uh with a 1.8 or 1.9 kilogram weight overall rate of the plane so it should be it should be good uh, to launch it with that power setup on forest yeah if you if you want to know about power setups uh, mark mark Corvail, who i mentioned earlier um his website is i think it's it's qv.com he he's got a hell of a lot of stuff on the mini talent um he's had about five or six of them i think and he's like specialized 3d parts for them but he's done a lot of testing with different size motors for different weights. And he actually has a really nice table on the website with different weight ranges for the plane and different motors, which are doing the most efficiency, all this sort of stuff. So I don't have a mini but I want to get one just so I can try out Mark Qvale's mods and stuff. It's uh, <laughs> quite impressive what he's done with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's like the, this guy's out of Vegas. I was like toying with the idea of going out and visiting him next time in Vegas. And and because... Uh, I just ordered one, and so I'm, I'm going to join Darren on ha having the mini talent in a box club. Uh. <laughs> well, mine's been in a box since I think about October 2017 or 2018. Yeah. Uh, so it's been quite a while. But the re one of the reasons I was taking the flight controller out of the Ranger was to put it in the mini talent. So I'm slowly, slowly getting it built up. Um, but yeah, I've done Josh's mod where he cut the foam away from the, yeah. the, the nose and reduced the tail. So it's a lot sleeker, made the hatch a bit bigger. Um, so yeah, it's, it's getting there, but <laughs> I really need to get it built and flying this year. <laughs> it's been in the box okay. too long. That's uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll hold you to that. So all around, that's, a, that's pretty much, it's an intermediate to advanced kind of playing the mini Talon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not definitely not the plane you want to start off with, but this is it's a good long range FPV plane, Darren. I'd, yes. I would say other than the launching, it's fine. The first plane I flew FPV, um, it was it was not mine, it was someone else's, was a mini talent. And once again, once it's in the air, it actually flies really nicely. It's the the problem is the launching. That's where you, you need the experience and you know, a bit of power and a bit of help, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. You you gotta like you gotta throw it like a javelin and um re like really throw it hard. So if you're gonna build it heavy, you gotta throw it hard. Or if you you know or build it light. Okay, fantastic. All right, so we are down to the last two planes, and these two planes, number two used to be number one up until a couple months ago, 
And um, so this was number one on the list for this list went on for about three days. I had the poll going and then the last day they were tied and then all of a sudden it, it pulled ahead. So number two on the list is our beloved AR 900 our ready made recruit. Um, we Mark, I know this is your plane. This is your you live for this plane. So tell us about it. Is it still your favorite number one? I know you have both planes now, so what do you think? Is AR nine hundred something you don't fly anymore because you have the AR Pro? Uh, no, I still fly. I I would still fly it uh, as soon as I have the time for it again. So uh, the AR nine hundred was my first FPV plane and my first INAV plane and my first actually RC plane uh, overall. So uh, and I still love it. I have uh, I have given away my long range setup because I got the AR uh, Pro now, and uh, I, but I still have my uh, speed setup, and I will pu push push it further in the in the future as soon as I'm uh, I have time to fly it again. And for me, the AR wing is still the most versatile wing on the market right now. I know about and I've actually flown because you, you just can do everything with it. You can fly long range, you can fly acrobatic, you can fly fast. No, nothing is perfect, but it can do anything without uh, without big trouble. And uh, once in a, a while ago, I mentioned in a comment on the Sonic model, uh, official Sonic model page, uh, that for me this is the Swiss army knife of FPV rings and uh, now that's they use that sentence as their slogan so <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah it, it, when you when you look at, at their website for the AR Pro uh, it's we uh, we all know that the AR ring was the Swiss army knife of FPV rings now I've never seen that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a comment I put on their site and yeah <laughs> Yeah, wow, I, I, I still love it, and uh, I will continue to fly it, so it will stay with me for a while. Darren, what do you think about the plane? Um, I again, it's one I've got in a box. <laughs> it's 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 one of those where I I sort of want to build one just to get the experience. Um, so then maybe I could compare it with the S eight hundred. Um, but I've it's 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 one of those where I've got other planes that I want to get built first. <laughs> so, um. And it's not because it's not versatile, it just um, maybe that's why it doesn't really interest me that much is because it's just an all-rounder. I want to, at the moment, I want to build the crosswind because it's long range. I want to build, uh, I've got a Magnus here, which is a composite slope saw. I want to get that built. I want to build the Rafax. Uh, I've, I've got other planes that are just take on oh, the Mini Talon, of course. <laughs> Um, I've got other things that are just higher up on my list of things to build. Um, okay. But I'll probably use it as a project plane for doing INAV videos, that sort of thing. Perfect. Josh, do you have any comments on the AR900? Do you know, it's it's funny, um, with all the planes that I've owned, I'm not really a big wing guy. Um, I, I, I think the Goblin really just put me off that kind of... Um, you know, struggle with like where do you put everything? Um, so I'm 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 more of a big fuselage and uh, I'm I'm that kind of guy if you know if you know what I mean. Okay. okay, interesting. I will say that we the reason why this plane is rated so high in the group is because we get a number of people who show up to the group. A lot of guys come over from quads and they want to know what plane that they should first start off with. 
So we have to think about planes that they're going to crash consistently until they figure out how to get things set up properly or how to figure out how to fly. I guess the hardest thing about coming from quads is that the planes don't stop. So there's no slowing them down. I mean, you can slow them down, but not really. They keep moving them in one direction. Um, you can't flip them around quickly like you can with a quad. So the air wing has been like the one plane you can crash consistently and put back together, and it's just been a great plane. It's inexpensive, and it flies like a dream. It really is a beautiful plane to get it flying. It's a great plane to take to the park, take it out of the car, throw a battery in, and start flying. It's just that simple. It, so I don't know. It, it is absolutely – I know this plane's been around for a long time. It's just, you know, we don't get any money from uh, Sonic Model – other than like, hey, thanks for referring us. Um, it's just the plane that we've used and we believe in. So the air wing is definitely that is it. And it was number one until they came out with the AR Pro. So Mark is the guy who has the most experience with the AR Pro. And Nikolai was mentioning something about his experience as well. So he would like you to echo, echo what he said. Yeah, let's let let's start. Oh, okay, Nikolai is uh, is not here anymore. Yeah, the AR Pro. Uh, what could I say? I mean, it's an upgrade. It's an evolution of the AR ring, of course. Uh, but let's say um, it cannot replace the AR ring, the classic one, actually, because uh, the only the, the biggest change in the uh, possible flight uh, flight scenarios is. They shifted it more into efficiency, long range, and speed, but they uh, it it sacrificed uh, a lot of the agility of the uh, AR wing classic. <clears throat> and when the plane came out, uh, I got a review model uh, of it to make some videos, and I tested it, and I tried around what it can do, how efficient it can be, how fast it can be, and all that stuff, and. Um, at the beginning, I had the opinion, because it's called the AR Wing Pro, it's more for experienced uh, pilots, but I really have to uh, revise that opinion uh, after flying away and after helping other people and see how they fly it. Actually, if you uh, get over the building process, because uh, Sonic Model basically sells only the kit and puts the electronic into the box with uh, instead of uh, shipping a pre-built plane, um, so you have to do some DIY, you have to glue in the carbon spars, the push rods, the servos and everything. But mm -hmm. uh, if you get over that, the AR Pro is actually a really, really good beginner plane. It's so easy to launch, it's very forgiving in flight. It can stall a little bit more violent than the old ARing, that's true, but uh, you can easy catch it with a altitude, lo altitude loss maybe of 20 meters or so. So, um, yeah, I, re I really like the IR Wing Pro and um, I I I'm even impressed how other people fly with it. I mean, uh, I just recently posted a video in the group of a guy who put, uh, how, how much was it? I think 20,000, 22,000 milliamp hours of lithium ion <laughs> batteries <laughs> in there. It was 1.2 kilograms of pure battery. So... Only his battery was heavier than my AR Wing Pro when I flight with Lipo, uh, uh, Lipo. So, uh, it, and it still launched straight away. It was badly tuned, but it it flew actually. So, yeah, I'm I'm really impressed what that plane can do. Oh, okay. So this is yeah. 
So this is the all around. This was the plane of the year last year. I think it kind of like what was interesting was that when this plane came out, um, you know, it's we there's a number of planes that came out last year, and a lot of them were kind of questionable. Um, Air loader comes to mind, but you know, I'm not really going to say anything about that. Everyone's laughing in the background. Um, but the reality is, is that when we saw this plane come out you, and you watch things as they come out and see how they take off, this plane came out and sold out its first batch in one day. So that's how much people like that. And that was during the time of COVID and people not having steady income and whatever else. People still found money for the plane. And that's how strong this hobby is. It's growing. If you think that the hobby is getting smaller uh, we're in the segment that's expanding right now, and so and this is an exciting plane. And I really, it seems like uh, people love this plane, and we're excited to see quality planes like this come out. Um, I know, and you know, it, it might be so good that Darren might actually build one someday, right after his AR wing. <laughs> <laughs> so in, maybe, in two or maybe. three years, <laughs> he'll stay in the box for that long. Um, I don't know. I, the, 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 with the Pro, I really like the way it looks. I, I love the, the smooth, flowing lines on it. I think that it looks absolutely fantastic. I do think they missed out with the wing connectors. And I know there's a few people that disagree with that, but um, they say, I'll oh, use, use the ones in the fuselage, but they put hatches in the wings, but they don't really allow enough connections for a modern setup. So that's the only thing I think that lets it down. Um, but yeah, it looks fantastic, obviously flies well. So yeah, good plane, uh, whether I get one or not, um, I don't know. I mean, I've got plenty I need to get built first before I even think about that. I mean, th that's actually uh, one of the best points of it, I think. Uh, you just have the choice. You can uh, put anything in there you want and you can put it where you want. Uh, some people put, like me put the flight controller in the in the huge front compartment some people use it for more battery space put put it in the back you can put the receiver in the uh, side compartment uh, or in the wings you can do what what you want with it and you mm. will never run out of space i think <laughs> that sounds cool well that is our list of all the planes we have the top 21 of, of the year 2021 um so in closing josh what do you think about this list yeah, um, I think like m most of the list, I can definitely understand why they're there. There's some of it I I, I don't think it really has a place for it. Um, you know, just whether it be the the outlay of the plane, or um, or suppose like the type of um, you know, place you might need to be able to fly them. But um, yeah, all in all, I think there's a lot of really good planes in there. You know, the AR Pro. Um, uh, what what I can't even think like the Alba Bird. That's another good little small one for beginners, and um, and and then a lot of those wings as well. I think I think you could probably find something really good in there. But the likes of the um, you know, the Sky Hunter eighteen hundred, the Mini Crosswind, the Mini Drac, all that kind of stuff. I don't think it's really um, sort of a, a starter plane as such. No, no, not a starter plane at all. But it's what it is is showing what the interest level is across the group. We have people from all sorts of different um, disciplines in our group, I would say, interests. So, and you're kind of a good example. You're like, man, you know, fixed flying wings don't really cut it for me. You know, I'd rather have a fuselage. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the thing with me is um, I just fly what I enjoy flying. Um, and, and I try and spend like as little time as possible building them, even though I do build quite a lot. Um, 
my my main hobby used to be cars which was um so much time that you have to put into it to get such little time back out of it again enjoying it so um for me whenever i got into the planes i was really hooked because of um you know how little you had to do to be able to enjoy them for hours so i mean that's why i really like the mini drac and the and the big drac and uh, and some of my twin planes is because you know you build them up once and then you just fly them and fly them and fly them yeah, interesting and uh, so Luke is still with us. Um, I sure am. <laughs> so what do you think about this list now that we've gone through it? And I know you own next to none of them. And so. Yeah, I've, I've literally owned only one of them. Uh, I, I definitely don't plan to get many of them. Uh, but that doesn't mean they're bad planes. Most planes, you know, there's a, there's a market for everything. It just depends what you're trying to do. Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting. Fantastic. What, Darren? What do you think about the list? Yeah. I mean, it's it's quite varied, which is good. It shows that you know people are interested in planes, wings, planks, board swept wings, all sorts. It's all in there. Um, different disciplines, whether it's going fast, long range, everything seems to be covered. So it's it's quite a nice varied list. Um, um, I agree with Josh. With there's not everything is beginner friendly. But um, I don't think putting a pole in a group like that is necessarily going to just get beginner friendly planes. It's just yeah. what people like. Right. And it's, it's, it's quite nice to see the variance. And that's a good point. The reason why we came up with this poll is so we can start figuring out what we put on the website as far as helping people out with information so that you can kind of go on there and look around, kind of get an idea of what your next plane might be and things like that. So a lot of good, great uh, planes there. Mark, you have anything to say about this list before we call it a day? Yeah, I mean, the list is pretty, uh, yeah, how can I say it? It's it's interesting. Uh, like Darren said already, there's a lot of stuff in there, a lot of different planes. Uh, I most, most of the planes I wouldn't buy for myself. There are some things uh, very interesting, like the other bird or the Sky Hunter that are already already on my uh wish list for the future and uh but i can i can most for that plane uh or for these planes i already know like i have flown them or i've seen a lot of videos about them i can agree also with the ranking so yeah yeah i also say that one of the things is that you have to kind of get a couple planes even if you come from line of sight i think josh came from line of sight uh did you come from line of sight background um, yeah, I, I, I used to fly um, 3D helicopters, but I flew them like airplanes. So oh. um, I, I didn't fly like um, any sort of like actual 3D stunt flying, but I, I do enjoy line of sight. And um, and to be honest, like a bit of a curveball. I think some of the planes that I've enjoyed flying the most um, this year have actually been, um, you know, scale models with FPV cockpits. I, oh. th th you just put the goggles on and you just are like wow you know it just gives you that sensation of flying I guess but um, but yeah 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 I was so, actually just going to mention that it's a shame that the a little cub or something like that wasn't in the list because it, it, that was so cool oh it is it is like I mean I've I've actually converted that to um, just being a seaplane now because I live near a lot of lakes and um yeah using it off the lakes is fantastic and uh, you know it, it's like almost heart stopping you know some of the moments whenever you're landing it and everything but it's um it is a really good experience i think the only thing that would make it better is actually having dji for it mm. and a working yeah. cockpit dashboard 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So one of the comments we got last week before the poll started was that someone was going to be worried that this is just going to be a long list of flying wings. And so we don't have a long list of flying wings on here. We have a little bit of everything. And that's kind of what's interesting is when you come over to FPV, then you start flying things differently. And then you start figuring out what you like. And there's a lot of different directions you can go with this hobby. So I think this list is showing that we have a lot of different interests. It's also showing the evolution of the group because last year it was a lot of fixed wing, um, flying wings um, on the list. And now we're starting to branch out into things like the Alba Bird and things like that. So fantastic all around list. Everyone, thank you so much for doing the poll and taking part in it. And we're going to be asking questions about how you set these planes up in the future. And we'll be putting content together for the website. Um, so that is it for Wing Talk this week or for this month. We'll be back again the third Sunday of next month once again. And Josh, thanks for joining us. And also thanks to Nikolai. Josh, you were fantastic. I relied on you quite a bit for your input and definitely it was worthwhile. Um, thanks for adding to the, this conversation today. And uh, we we'll look forward to seeing more of your skill planes in the future. Thank you. Cheers. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Cheers. See you. Bye, all. See you. Thank you for listening to Wing Talk. The webcast is live the third Sunday of every month, and this podcast follows shortly afterwards. Check out inavfixedwinggroup.com for more details.